This podcast is brought to you by High Dive. Ever wanting to watch an older anime series, but don't know where to find it streaming online? High Dive has a large selection of classic anime for you to choose from, including Azumanga Daio, Armor Trooper Votoms, Ara Battler Dunbine, The Big O, Battle of the Planets, Blue Gale, X Bungle, Gotcha Man, Glass Mask, Legend of the Galactic Heroes, Mahoramatic, Pat Labor, Princess Tutu, Sakura Wars, and so much more. So look no further, head over to highdive.com and lose yourself in the classics. And while you're there, be sure to use the promo code AAAPODCAST at highdive.com to get 50% off your first months of service. This podcast is also brought to you by JList.com. JList has all new Nendoroids on pre-order. Nendoroids are very affordable and are also extremely high quality for the price. They make very cute and memorable Christmas gifts, and uh, whether it's for yourself or for somebody else. Some of the examples of Nendoroids that JList has on pre-order include uh, the Goblin Slayer himself from the anime Goblin Slayer, the Platelets from Cells at Work. They have some brand new Spider-Man Nendoroids that are pretty neat, and also all new Hatsune Miku Nendoroids as well. So head over to JList.com, and you can choose from literally hundreds of Nendoroids to satisfy your collection. And now, it's time to start the podcast. I mean, for all I know, the, the, the mechs will be, like, they'll have the largest breasts in the history of anime. Ooh. Because, like, a, a single boob could be literally a mountain. the size of a mountain or, yeah. or a, a whole continent. Yeah. Because you're, you're talking about a mech, a planet. that it, 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 Imagine if, like, Jupiter itself turned into a mech with giant breasts. Like, mm. you, it would be the, the largest bust ever. That's a good point. It would be a Googleplex number of Ds for the bra size. And so, for that reason, I'm in. You're listening to the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast. Take your anime addiction to the next level at aaapodcast.com slash join. And now, here are your anime addicts. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the 449th episode of the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast. We're coming to you with one mission, and that mission is... To make your anime addiction worse, bitches! What? That is correct. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Cheers. Yes, uh, thank you, Mitsugi. Of course, Mitsugi is joining us as per usual, because right. he lives here. Yeah, and I'm <laughs> always here. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we've also got Mandy over there. Mandy, how's it going? I'm doing good. All right, it's good to How have you. How is everybody else? Fantastic. Doing amazing. My uh, my Patriots are currently leading ten nothing against the Minnesota Vikings. All is well in the world. <laughs> Brady is the goat. Mm. I guess. Uh, of course. I like your ramen shirt. Forever Thank and you. ever. Ramen. I don't have a ramen <laughs> shirt. I have a crappy V-neck. I think I got from Target. Do you feel bad about mm. that? No, I don't. I Do don't. you want a ramen shirt? Not sure. Do you have one? Um, I can give you mine. Well, maybe later. Okay. All right. Well, of course, you can always find us on our website, aaapodcast.com. Go to aaapodcast.com slash join to sign up for an account. Damn right. Once you do that, you'll be able to get access to hundreds of hours of content. It's literally hun- it's, yeah. hundreds. It's, it's becoming, hundreds and it's hundreds and hundreds. It's becoming ridiculous. It's getting insane. We've got hobby addicts, hentai episodes, after parties, 
a bunch of extra podcast goodness for your listening pleasure available on the website. So check it out. We just talked about, what is the game called? Let's Go Pokemon? Let's Go Pokemon. It's called Hey, Hey, Let's Go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something, something, Catch something. Catch me up before you Pokemon oh, Go-Go. No, no. I was thinking of a South Park <laughs> No, <thing>. Never mind. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so, okay. Head over to the website. Head over to our Facebook, facebook.com slash groups slash AAA podcast to hang out with all the listeners. Or if you're a fan of Discord, we've got a Discord server oh, yeah, we do. with hundreds of people in there just hanging out all the time. It's about 800 people. It's pretty insane. Ooh, so we're getting close to 1,000. Um, we have yes. some stuff on the Discord going on now, too. Um, there's Manga po- or manga Club, which you can join. And yep. we are currently reading uh, Lone Wolf and Cub. And also, we just revived the best of, uh, like, awards thing that the Discord does at the end of the every oh. year. Cool. So you can go in there. It's uh, under the Discord chat right now. It says best of tw- or 2018. That's awesome. And you can go in there and vote for like your best, your favorite anime from this year. And then we'll announce cool. who wins. And in order to get access to that Discord, you'll just want to head over to the website, aaapodcast.com. Along the very top bar of the website, you will see a link to the Discord. So I want to drop a couple notes about the mm-hmm. website real quick while we're at it. While we're at it, please do. Just revise the about page on the website for all of uh, for finally for man for for Mandy and Enzo. We're only like a year late, but Mandy uh. and Enzo are now <laughs> on the about page of the website, and we've updated all the character art. So that's pretty neat. Also, the 2018 fall listener choice poll is up, mm-hmm. so you can go on the website and vote for the f- listeners' choice anime for the fall of 2018. There's lots of good stuff on there. I feel like it's probably going to be between Bunny Girl and Zombie Land Saga. I feel like Bunny I Girl. I think so too. So it's yeah. going to be the, one of those two. I feel like, or SSS Gridman maybe, hmm. as like maybe like an outside, an outside shot. So, but I think it's going to be one of those three. I'm not sure, but regardless, vote vote for whatever you want. There's like 40 anime to pick from over on the website. Um, scroll down a tiny bit. There's a strip that says Fall Listener Choice, and you can just click on it and go in there and vote. So it, t- it takes just a second, and then. Uh, you can have a say in what we review as the listener choice anime for the last from the current That's season. That's true, and the listener choice anime historically a great anime. Seems like it. That's not. I was joking. Um, I don't. Didn't know, we actually. also have a poll okay. going on or a survey? Going oh, on we also Discord. have a um, we have a a podcast access survey mm. that it's not on the website, but if you go on our social media, you can find it floating around. Maybe that is. Um, just trying to make sure that everyone is able to access the podcast the way that they want, mm. getting from feedback on methods of access that people would prefer that we're not currently offering. So apparently we're not on SoundCloud. Well, I don't know. Well, so I guess we need to do that. I, did, I didn't realize we had a mixtape coming out. I didn't realize we needed to actually <laughs> do something for SoundCloud. I thought we thought it just kind of happened. So, <laughs> but apparently, but we are on Spotify now, and a Spotify is already the number two listening method. After oh. like oh, only nice. like a couple of weeks. Wow. So, yeah. So, All right. Yeah. So just because to show you how many people are using Spotify a lot. So lots of stuff for you to check out. Be yep. a part of the community. Be a part of what makes this podcast suck less. Be in, be, be in. Yeah. Let us know what you want. Help us not be terrible. Be an anime addict. <laughs> Do our work for us. <laughs> ah, yes, please. Oh, one more thing. Oh, oh, you're like you're like uh, Jackie Chan's dad or I'm, uncle in that cartoon. I'm gonna say it again later. <laughs> on the mailbag button, you can now also submit Shark Tank submissions. Oh. Ooh, so rather nice. than rather than asking people for Shark Tank submissions, we are going to play Shark Tank today. Right. Rather than doing that like a week before, we're just going to have like a massive list of them now. Mm-hmm. And we'll just pick from them. 
or whatever. Do you so. guys remember the Jackie Chan cartoon? Of course. You remember his like uncle or whoever was always like, oh, one more thing. That's like that sounds unbelievably that's, racist. That's what he sounded I like. I don't remember the cartoon. I I'm sorry that it. he sounded like that. What do you want me to tell? <laughs> one more thing. I'll, I'll, I'll make up a different accent for him than the one he had. He was like, oh, hey, he was no, like, hey yo, one more thing, this. bro. One like that's thing, not bro. what he sounded like at all. You know what? Oh, I did watch this. I remember this now. Yeah, it was a, that was an awesome cartoon. Oh anyway. man, I completely forgot this yeah. existed. And then like the little and Jackie Chan was like an archaeologist. <laughs> yeah, random. it was awesome. Weren't they looking for some kind of discs or something? I don't remember, but it was fun. Jackie Chan, he's done, he's done everything. And he had like his niece that was, you know, kind of the main character. Anyways, this he's, is not about Jackie Chan's, Jackie Chan the Animated <laughs> Welcome to series. the Jackie Chan podcast. <laughs> he's done everything in his career. <laughs> Including abandon his child. Anyway, today's episode oh, will woo. be about the anime Shark Tank. Uh, so, of course, you submitted... Oh so late. God. It was late, but 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 warranted. Yeah, uh, you submitted some of your uh, ideas for anime, and we are going to review them on the podcast and, and kind of give our input on them. That's right. Uh, we'll also be doing a review of an anime called Angle Moise, which is a very odd name to say. Nailed that name. Did I? <laughs> I said Angle, Angle Moise. I have it's no freaking clue. It, how it to has a Japanese. That. Oh. It has a, It's. It's really like the English title is like "Record of Mong of the Mongol Invasion." So okay, but yeah, um, yeah. It's basically some sort of like a a, lo- a loosely based on actual history telling of the Mongol invasion on Japan. So, oh no, this is real history. Well, I mean, yes. I don't. But think I a lot don't of the think that existed. there was one dude. Who, th- there, We're gonna get into it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we'll get into that in today's episode. But before we do. It's time for the big news of the week. It's time for big news of the week. And what a and what a suitable drop that is for the big news of the week today. That's right. It is. For those unaware, that drop sound effect is from an anime called Cowboy Bebop. <laughs> I hope you all know that. They might not. You don't know. There's I mean, some young kids possible. in here that maybe haven't seen it. Well, what is the big news of the week? Oh, do you want me to... Re- okay, fine. Oh, you are leading. All right, sure. Oh, God. Oh, God. What have I done? <laughs> I'm using a tablet. I scrolled It's a past new it. tablet. All right. Uh, so the big news of the week, as if you don't already know, but in case you don't, Netflix has announced that they are, in fact, making a live-action Cowboy Bebop adaptation. Is this so, where the drop? What's that? Oh, shit! Yeah. I mean, I feel like that drop could be positive or negative. Could be. It's a... Uh, I would have used maybe, oh, my God. Oh. oh, my God. So I feel like the talk of a live-action Cowboy Bebop, well, movie, has been happening for a very long time. Like, I remember back in the day, they were saying Keanu Reeves might play Spike, which I think would be kind of cool. Um, he would mm. do a good job. Yeah. So it's officially happening. Uh, apparently, it is going to be a show. Uh, There's going to be 10 episodes. They don't have the release date yet. They just, no. They just... Briefly announced it. I doubt they're even close to it, and you better hope they're not. What? Why do you say that? Because that would be them making this awfully quick, and I think it's going to be not an easy thing to do. Yeah, I mean, or they could have already made it, and then they're just like mm. announcing it well, shortly before the release. But it's e- possible. Either way, it's currently being produced by Netflix and a company called Tomorrow Studios, who is known for MTV's Teen Wolf show? <laughs> Teen Wolf, man. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. I'm not very familiar with that. I've heard of it, but I've never watched it. 
I've uh, heard of it. I've never watched it. Yeah. The showrunners and executive producers, we've got the team at Midnight Radio, which is uh, Andre Nemec, Josh Applebaum, uh, Jeff Pinker, and Scott Rosenberg. Uh, Christopher Yost, uh, from, uh, who was a writer in Thor Ragnarok, will be uh, writing the first episode. And uh, Shinichiro Watanabe will act as a consultant for the series. So, sounds interesting. I mean, Netflix... I feel like generally does pretty good. They definitely have some flops. They have some flops mm. for sure. But I don't know. Listen, I would say Netflix's anime that they that they do have been really good. Yeah. And there's and, and there's more we're going to there's actually some more new announcements of that in the news break by the way, so don't skip it. Okay. But their live action anime have been really poor. They had several. Well, I guess they did Death Note. What else did they do? They did the Full Metal mm, Alchemist Death movie. That's what I was thinking of. Oh, I haven't seen that. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm just reading online yesterday, and like the general thought around the last Full Metal Alchemist movie and the Bleach movie mm. weren't super happy. So I haven't seen them. Just like I haven't seen all of the Death Note movie. I watched. Oh, I half, did. I watched about half of it. Woo, the Death Note. We watched it as a group. Yeah, it was interesting. But it was. <laughs> God. I mean. It was what, a thing. I wouldn't call it but, good. But the thing was is that like in discussions online, people are citing those three movies as reasons why they're scared of the Cowboy Bebop movie. And let's be clear. Yeah. For sure. I, I want this movie to be as good as anybody. Like I even though I even though I I'm known to say, oh, Cowboy Bebop not is an overrated anime because I I I will stand by it. I think it is, but I think it's still an amazing property, right? Sure. Yeah. You know, I you know, it's 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 an amazing property and extremely important to anime. So I'm as scared as anybody that they're going to take this and just defile the name of Cowboy Bebop mm. and make everybody sad. Because the movie of Cowboy Bebop was awesome. Yeah, well, yeah the anime movie. was a great movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they haven't yet had a bad Bebop anything. The manga was kind of shitty, but other other than that, I mean, I think people the 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 climate online is very negative. Sure, and and for good reason. Did- did the FMA movie not do well? I thought of people liked that one. Well, I haven't seen it. I don't know. What does the chat say? It's the same. I haven't seen it either. Someone said they like Bleach. Okay. The Bleach movie. I know my sister liked it, but she hasn't seen the anime, so <laughs> I don't know how much uh, credit that gives it. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm cautiously optimistic. I'm hoping that it's good, uh, you know... The Full Metal Alchemist but... movie has a 5.8 on, on IMDb. Yeah, it's not good. Oh... That's very, that's very not good. Man, I and, thought I heard people saying they liked it, but maybe movie, it was like one of those, uh, we were just really hyped for it when it first came out, and that kind of skewed their opinions. The I don't ble- know. <laughs> the Bleach movie has a 6.5. What does Death Note have? The Is Death that Note movie has a 4.6. <laughs> oh, that's better Ooh. than I was expecting. So, I mean, I guess a 6.5 is a decent score, but... 5.8, not very great. Yeah, I don't know. I mean... Well, they keep picking these anime shows that are godlike to our community, yeah. right? And then, it's a no-win yeah. situation. Like, and I've said this before, like, the only way that you could hope to get a positive reaction from a live-action anime is if it's something that not a lot of people know about. Like, if you're taking these these iconic shows that everyone knows and everyone has expectations, it's going to be... Imp- Almost impossible to meet those expectations. But they can't do that because, like these, they cost a lot of money to make these. Yeah, and then they have to have, in order to get people to invest in it, they have to have a reason <coughs> to believe people will watch it. Well, and so that's always going to be a popular series. Kind of, but then you run into an issue with like, 
okay, so so I guess we never make any new properties because you have to have an existing fan base in order for it to be successful. So okay, so we'll never make another new story. Just take well, all the old ones. Edge of Tomorrow did pretty well, and yeah. a lot of people had no idea that was a manga. Oh, but it had Tom Cruise in it. That's true, yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You get Keanu Reeves to play Spike. Well, that would not be... Yeah. I mean... And you get The Rock to play Jet. But now you're doubling up. Yo, The Rock as Jet would be dope. Yeah, but wait a second. But now you're doubling up. What? We're talking about Edge of Tomorrow was a movie that no one knew about the property. Well, it was also just a really good movie. It was. Yeah. It was a fine movie, but like... So it was an unknown property that they used a big name actor for. Yeah. And so it's either you're either gonna have a big name actor or a big name property. So you already have a big name property here. So mm-hmm. if you bring in the rock, then you're doing both. Well the problem is so the, I think that the, the difference there is that Edge of Tomorrow, I, I think for the I don't know if you've all seen it. I've seen it. I've seen it. I thought it was good. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was very it was a very good movie. But if Edge of Tomorrow was something like Cowboy Bebop, it would be shit upon because people would be like, Oh, Cowboy Bebop is is godlike and this is just pretty good. You know, and then pretty good becomes terrible by comparison. Yeah, I see what you're saying. So that's what why, I was, yeah, I, it's it's difficult. I, I noticed you put on the uh, on the on the doc here about some of the issues that or they haven't. I don't think they've announced any actors. No, but people are already kind of mentioning. Oh, are they going to cast a bunch of like white Americans to play these characters? Which I find interesting because yeah. <laughs> the characters in the anime aren't Japanese. Like. Mm-hmm. Spike, not. first off, Spike is born on Mars, so he's a Martian. And also his last name is Spiegel, which I think is either Jewish or German. It's definitely German. German? Yeah. Uh, and then Jet is from Jupiter, I think, or one of the moons of Jupiter. So yeah. he's not Was Japanese. it Ganymede? Somebody from Ganymede? That, that, I think a, that's it. That's a fake place. So, but... And his name is Jet Black, so he's definitely not Japanese. No. Um, Faye, I think, is... Faye Wong? I think or... she's from like singapore or something like that yeah but so wait, wait a second so all right so the so Ed, edward had darker said here's the thing right and i got all this in the doc here watanabe himself had had remarked when he was making bebop that the united states is not the center of the world right and he stands what? and he stands by that and it's i mean like nowhere is no place is the center of the world the center of the world is like a, is like it's, the honestly mo- it's probably china it's on the molten core in the center of the world right <laughs> But like he said, quote unquote, I have I paid a lot of attention to skin color using multiple languages. Lots of times when you watch anime, the characters all have white skin. All the characters in fantasy stories have white skin, which I never liked. I have to have lots of characters in Bebop without the white skin. And if people aren't if people weren't used to that, well, maybe it would even make them think a little bit about it. The same was true with languages. I wanted to have uh, lines muttered in multiple languages so that uh, so that would have just been too difficult or whatever so he's, he's he's talking about it's a terrible quote but he's talking about how he he wanted to have lots of diversity in bebop mm-hmm. because he didn't believe that the united states was the center of the world sure and so you have edward who had dark skin you mm-hmm. have jet who had dark skin spike who was inspired by japanese actor masaku matsu uh, yasaku matsuda mm-hmm. fei who was remarked as a quote asian beauty in the manga and i'm not and this is all from sources online so None of these characters were specifically given a release, really, but they're all they're inspired from from cultures all over the world, right? But right. this is a property that's being made for for the United States, for Cowboy yeah. Bebop. Yeah, and so there's a fear. But the United States is also a cultural melting pot. It is, but it's predominantly, and I hate these like race discussions and like this is, but it's already coming mm-hmm. up, right? Yeah. So 
I cringe when I say something even as simple as the United States is a predominantly white culture. Because that, because that's the that's the majority, right? Yeah, I don't so, know if I would say white culture. I would say white, white, eth- whatever ethnicity, ethnicity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Euro- European. So whereas well, Watanabe rejects that, rejects using like always, always having white actors or whatever in movies. Mm-hmm. Netflix has to cater to the audience that they're selling to, and so there's a fear, not a confirmed fear, but a fear that Netflix will will do, you know, just that. Uh, will, so this was will. just announced. Apparently, Scarlett Johansson going to be playing Jet Black <laughs> in. Uh, oh, no, I'm oh, what? <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> Scarlett Johansson will be playing. That Ayn. would be fantastic. <laughs> so there's a there's our people are freaking out about that already. What would satisfy people? People if are Jack really Black sensitive. played Jet Black. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Jack Black as Jet Black. <laughs> That would be amazing. <laughs> it will. Will anything satisfy people? No, I mean people. The people. You can't look. Well, someone once said, and I'll, after I say the quote, I'll tell you who said it. Uh, the only way to what is it? Ah, oh, shit. It was like something. The only way to like disappoint everyone is to like try to please them or something like that. Like basically, you can't please everyone. Somebody's gonna be upset. Now the. The issue with that is that the guy who said that was Bill Cosby. So we'll take that for what it's worth. <laughs> yeah. Mm. So there's also other concerns as well. Um, there's concerns about the style of bebop being lost in translation. Because if you think about it, all the fluid fight scenes, the the jazzy music, the ex- the, the eccentricities that bebop has like all throughout it. Yeah. Are gonna could look kind of campy and a little ridiculous when brought to like live action video. For example, are they gonna be able to have these ridiculous fight scenes? If you if you go watch some of those fight scenes, man, they are yeah they are not gonna be easy to 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 match up against. No, no absolutely not. And like who who in Hollywood? Like they're gonna get some random like twenty two year old model dude to play Spike that no one's heard of. Yeah, and with limited martial arts experience, yeah, or whatever and. He's not going to be able to move. Like Spike was Spike's martial art was modeled after Bruce Lee's. Yeah. Like he's a fluid. He's like a, you know, he's he he move. He's he's fluid like water. He's like water. He's like water. I think he even says that. <coughs> Probably. I think there's Actually, a scene. Yeah, he does. There's a scene in Bebop where he says you have to be fluid like water or mm-hmm. whatever. I think it's like later in the series. Um, but like, are they going to be able to maintain? Because that's why we love Bebop is the music, the style, the art. Will they even have the same music? I would hope so. I mean, if, uh, I mean, I have no reason to assume they will. I would. I mean, I, that's pretty iconic and a big part of the series. I would assume they would. I think uh, an issue is going to be they're going to hire a bunch of nobodies, like Netflix always does. And I just don't know. I mean, at that for me, it's like that's a shot in the dark. It's like you could you could stumble upon a really good actor or actress who is very talented and just undiscovered. But the majority of the time, you're going to get some kid who looks pretty and isn't actually very good at much. Spike's not that pretty though. That's the thing. Like he's not. Uh, you take that back. He really is. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? I mean, is he? Sir. I mean, I don't know if pretty is the word I would use for Spike. I don't know. Mandy? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> he's charming. Yeah. He's charming. I mean, he's suave for sure. Mm-hmm. And the other concern is the ending of Bebop was so final. Was it though? Yeah, the first season of Bebop, <laughs> the ending of Bebop's first season was very definitive. In the movie, and it did have a movie, mm-hmm. 
but that took place somewhere in the middle of the series. Right. But it's just like Enzo was Enzo would be saying this if he were here right now. He would he would be talking about how anime can be the final medium for Bebop. It doesn't need to be moved to something else, you mm-hmm. know, and maybe it was always meant to be an anime. So does it feel like grave robbing sort of to like is there a real reason why it needs to be made into a live action movie? Like why do this? Is there I a don't real- really mind them trying. Yeah. I mean <laughs> I it's- mean it's you know, I don't think that they're like putting money like taking money away from something else like i don't really mind them trying (laughs) yeah i mean look i've said it before that like if they remake something that you're very fond of and it turns out to be terrible i mean that sucks but ultimately it doesn't affect the original property like you'll always have that yeah for sure so i would hope for the best but you know we'll see i guess and as far as like like grave robbing or something to that effect i mean the the this it's not like they're doing a continuation of the original series um so yeah i don't see i don't see why not it it's it's a piece of art and they can interpret it however they see fit only time will tell yeah it's like ghost in the shell like i would i love ghost in the shell it's one of my favorite franchises but when the movie came out i was not like the live action i was not a fan of it but i'm not mad that it exists like i'm i'm cool with it I, i'm like it's cool for people who liked it but it just wasn't for me so yeah. well, okay. <laughs> my other concern is that when hollywood was going to make the bebop movie with reeves mm-hmm. someone's going to have to maybe come in here and help me with the figures i was just trying to find it and i couldn't but I recall Hollywood said that the movie was going to be so astronomically expensive mm-hmm. with the script that they had mm. that they, they canned it. Like they were like, the movie is going to cost, what, what was the figure? It was ridiculous. It was like, it was like $350 million or something ridiculous. That's insane. Well, I mean, oh, wow. Well, I mean, think Well, about- that was also probably, oh, that was a while back. Like nowadays they could make that. And also at the time, Keanu Reeves was a $20 million actor. $500 million was the figure. Yeah, that's insane. So like, but it's sort of warranted. Like you have all you have outer space battles. You have the inside of the ships. You have all these different planets. There's gonna be a million different sets required. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's can, you, you could can, make that movie for less than that. For can sure. it even be done? Hollywood was like, we punt. We no, can't it, it can now. I think I think now with the advancements in technology, like you could get a movie on that scale for around two hundred million. But Netflix isn't gonna put two hundred million into a movie. But I don't think you have to have a, have it on that scale. Like you don't need to have over-the-top space battles. Like, you could tell a, a smaller story that takes place on, like, a planet or in a ship. Like, you, you, there, are, there are different ways to go about it. Like, there are movies that take place... There's a movie with Bradley Cooper that literally takes place in a coffin, like, the entire movie. And it's an incredibly good movie. So it's like, you don't need all this grand scale in order to make a compelling story. Like, you can, you can simplify it and, and kind of narrow the focus. So the Bleach movie, the Death Note movie, they spent forty million on it, hmm. Hmm. which I'm sure is like the cost is reduced by having actors no one knows about. Yeah. Anyway. So. Well, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. I'm a little scared. I hope it's good. Yeah. I can't say anything about it. I mean, I hope that they. What I hope that doesn't happen is I hope they don't release the actors and then the movie just dies before it's even born. The way that the Death Note movie was. Yeah. You know, if it if it's a, if it's a dead movie before it even comes out, I mean. Because people are, because the internet explodes because, you know, they decide to make Spike a white guy. 
If Spike's a white guy, is it dead? No. I mean, is the internet going to freak out? If he's these... some some no-named actor who was in like one student film, then <coughs> then it's yeah, good luck. But Maybe, I mean, like yeah. people are crying right whitewashing already, right? So if they if 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 that comes to fruition and the internet blows up the way it did the way it did at the Death Note movie, I mean, I don't think that would be a big as big of an issue. I hope not. All right, well, let's move on. Uh, next up, we've got even though he's not here, Enzo Senpai's <laughs> Notice Me Corner. So, uh, all right, Enzo Senpai. Yeah, I guess I will. Pre- I mean, you call me by his name all the time on accident. Yeah, I do. So I guess I'll just pretend to be him here. Yeah, of well. course. Uh, so Enzo's uh, Notice Me Corner is basically uh, where we like to uh, hear from you, hear about some accom- something you've accomplished lately, uh, something you've achieved in life that you would like to share, or something you're working towards. Uh, you can head over to the website, aaapodcast.com, on the mailbags and more button at the top bar yeah uh click on that and one of the options there will be the notice me corner yeah, yeah so yeah. this one comes from cammy cammy um, yeah what's up cammy i think i know who this is i, I don't uh-huh. yeah she's in our discord a lot uh, okay except me knows okay. so cammy says hello hosts after moving to a new state and dealing with anxiety loneliness and being stuck in a job where i felt taken advantage of things are finally starting to turn around with the help of an excellent counselor and supported family, supportive family and friends, I applied to pursue my master's degree in library science. Hmm. And Ooh. I've been accepted. Are you going to hit a drop, Mitz? <laughs> Yay! <All right. laughs> uh, soon I will be attending the University of Maryland, uh, which I believe is the ter- Terrapins? Terps. Terp- terpins? Yeah. The Some? Turtles. All right. Hey, I, I knew something. Uh, I almost went to the University of Maryland. Oh, wow. Uh, I'm so happy to be moving towards my end goal of being a teen services librarian. That's interesting. Hmm. Uh, I want to encourage kids to pursue their educational, creative, and especially nerdy interests. Maybe in some way (laughs) I can even impact young anime fans into pursuing podcasting in their future to, to usurp us. Is that what she's doing? Is that doing? what you're doing? You're going to create a rebellion? Yeah. <laughs> she says, uh, thanks and keep up the fun episodes, Cammy. We, we were usurped oh. a long time ago, let's be fair. Were we? Somebody did. I don't it's know. awesome, Cammy. Congratulations. Cammy also has her own podcast, too, anime podcast. Oh, what's it called? So she's know? usurping us. Uh, Any chat box? I'm sorry if I got that wrong. I think that is. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Well, hey, uh, congratulations on getting accepted. Yeah. Um, And also... Congratulations for pursuing a career that uh, will benefit the future and the youth. Like that's awesome. Yeah. You need to come up with. You need to wear a pair of naughty librarian glasses. Well. Well. That's such a causoism. Well. <laughs> well. Well. Okay. Or maybe not. You know, just trying to be nice uh, here. You don't well. have to. That's fine. <laughs> Is it bad? Cammy's great. I love yeah. talking to her. Congratulations, Cammy. <laughs> I'm glad things are turning around for you. We yes. uh, we share a love for Natsume. So I, I love chatting with her. <laughs> Not to my love. All right. Yeah. And on that note, of course, again, if you'd like to uh, head over to the, ma- the website, click on Mailbags and More, and leave your own Enzo Senpai's Notice Me Corner piece, and we'll read it on the podcast. We mm. try to get through all of them. Yeah. So please do. Uh, but uh, do, do we have point, a caller? Do we have a caller, Mandy? Because it's time. We do. All right. Or does Mitzi's well, uh, mom know? Well, here comes the drop, and then you can drag them in while the drop's playing. Okay. 
It's time for Does Mitsugi's Mom Know? The game show that pits Mitsugi's unassuming mother against anime's most basic questions. Now here are your hosts, the Anime Addicts! Alright, who is the latest victim for Does Mitsugi's Mom Know? We have Salty. Hello, Salt. Yo. <laughs> hey, Salty, how's it going? Uh, pretty good. Oh, I like your mic. You sound good. Oh, yeah. thanks. Well, welcome to the show, Salty. Should we call you Salt or Salty? Uh, Salty. Hey, Salty, and where are you calling from? Uh, Missouri. Missouri. Missouri okay. State Penitentiary. All right. Well, we're glad you What? Know. No, I'm just kidding. Where does that come from? No. <laughs> All right, so does Mitsuki's mom know is the game show where you have to guess whether or not my mother can answer the most simple of anime questions, but she's a wily one, and you just never know. So your job is to guess three out of five correct, whether or not she will know the answer to the questions, and if you do, we will be giving you unbelievably fantastic prizes, the likes of which the world has never seen. Oh, my God. Sweet. So... I know you know how to play, but we're going to do a sample question here for people that are listening for the first time, and um, you're going to guess whether she does or does not know the answer. So, you got a handle on it? Are you ready for your sample? Yep. All right, here comes the sample question, Salty. The anime Rurouni Kenshin features a main character with what name? <laughs> I mean... Well, you never know. <laughs> it's in the She might question. not know. Um... <laughs> uh, I'm going to guess that she does know it. She does know. Okay. This question, I used it as the sample because I think the answer is kind of botched a little bit, and so we're going to have to have some subjective judging going on Ooh, here. Ooh, okay, okay, okay. Right, okay. So here comes the answer. The anime Rurouni Kenshin features a main character with what name? Rurouni Kenshin. Ooh, nice. I, I don't know. I'm not going to nope. give that to you. <laughs> I that mean... Kenshin. Oh, okay. But <laughs> I mean... Would we have given that to her? Okay. I would I would give it to her. Okay. So so did so yeah. you say she knew it? Because yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's simple as that. Yeah. yeah she I said mean, like, his name is not Rurouni Kenshin. Right. I mean, his but, name is Kenshin. No. <laughs> but isn't like Rurouni like it means like wandering? Yeah. So it's kind of like his title. Samurai. It's like his title and name. Okay. So yeah, I guess so. Yeah. You know? All right. So are you ready to play the real game? It's it's now uh, it's not for the big leagues. Are you ready to go? You ready to get rolling? I hope I'm ready. All right, well, here comes your first question. Uh, best of luck to you. Hayao Miyazaki is notorious for what habit that is well known to be bad for your health? Ooh. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Oh, he's very confident. Confident. I like yeah. it. <laughs> All right, so you're saying, am I locking you in? She definitely knows. She knows the she answer. She definitely knows this. Okay. The question okay. is, does she know what brand? <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see. Hayao Miyazaki is notorious for what habit that is well known to be bad for your health? Smoking. That's right. Cigarettes. Yeah. That's right. He once put a cigarette out in a child's eye. Come on. <laughs> no, <he's kidding. laughs> it was his own child. All right. After All he right. made so uh, that really one. shitty movie. Yeah. He's like, how dare you? How, did, how dare you defile the, uh, the Miyazaki name? Yeah. Cherry brand cigarettes. That's right. Which you can see if you go to the Ghibli Museum. Yeah, every single exhibit. Oh, has like, yeah, on the desk. Yep. <laughs> There's like a loaded ashtray in every, <laughs> in every room. It's awesome. All right, all right, Saudi. You're one for one. Let's keep it going. Are you ready for your second question? Indeed, I am. 
What is the name of the old man who is Goku's first master in Dragon Ball Z? Ooh. Oh, man. Does she know this? I have not seen a single episode of Dragon Ball Z. What? So what? I really don't know. You have offended Cosmo. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm going to have to say this. that she's not going to know it. All right, so she does not know. Note that I said Dragon Ball Z. I think if it was Dragon Ball, you could say you, you could say Grandpa Gohan. Yeah, 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 that's true. But in Dragon Ball Z... Well, here's the question. Do you know it, Salty? No, I don't, actually. Okay. Well, right. I know what he looks like. I just don't know his name. Okay. Am I locking you in for no, she does not know? No, she does not know. All right, here we go. Best of luck. What is the name of the old man who is Goku's first master in Dragon Ball Z? Master Roshi? Oh, That's right. Oh, she knows. Nice. Oh, boy. Master Roshi, the turtle hermit. The turtle hermit himself. Kamehameha. <laughs> That's right. Super All right. Well, old man. You're one for one, which means that you now need to get two out of the next three correct, which is very doable. Yeah. It's doable. Yeah. But, a, but a miss does hurt. But we're all, we're all behind you. Are you ready for the third the third uh, question. This is the turning point. Yep. You definitely want to go up two to one here. So yes. here we go. Krillin from Dragon Ball Z has what hair color? Oh. <laughs> Another question. Ooh, Salty, do you know his yeah. hair color? Bald, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he is. Technically, well, no, you're black. right. It is black. He does. He just shaves his head. Oh. Wait, okay, so hold on, which answer? That. But what I, I mean, I might accept either answer or maybe I won't. Uh, I'm going to say that since you got the last one right, that she's going to get this one right as well. That's That's sound logic, actually. Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. Well, so she he is banking on my he's, mother knowing Dragon Ball. He's extrapolating based on past answers. Past answers. It's very like logical. That, yeah. All right, Saudi, are we locking you in? She does. She knows that Krillin is bald, we'll just say. Mm. Yep. Okay, here we go. Krillin from Dragon Ball Z has what hair color? Green. No. What? Oh. Krillin has no hair. Oh. What? That's a trick question. Oh, that's right. Uh. I can picture him now. Green? Uh. Does anybody in Dragon Ball have green hair? Um sometimes Broly is argued to have green hair. That's true. That's true. Like a greenish yellow. But I think that's bullshit. It's actually blonde. He's a super saiyan. Yeah. It's just how it's colored in some of the movies or older, I think. And Green. I would say... Bola has kind of green hair, doesn't she? Yeah, it's like an aqua... It's like a turquoise, maybe. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So maybe you're right. Maybe no one has green hair in Dragon Ball. Does Not it... even any of like the, like the schlub villains. Yeah. Does Goldo have green hair? No, he's bald. He's bald. Hmm. Wow. Maybe no one. And here comes the cat mascot. Neil's over here meowing at us. All right. All right, Saudi. Well, you're still in the game. You need to get both of these next ones correct. We're definitely behind you. We prefer when people win this game. So yeah. are you ready for the... Uh, you're, you're a man living on the edge. Are you ready for the fourth question? Yep. Pornographic anime content is commonly known by what name? Oh, this is easy. I think she knows it. Oh, very confident. I feel like Neil is like preparing to jump up on the table. Do not let him because he's been <laughs> I know. Sick. I'm like. I'm... So, all right. So, Saudi says she knows that he's very confident. Am I locking you in? Mm hmm. Pornographic anime content is commonly known by what name? Hentai. That's right. Nice. You watch a lot of that, don't you? I do. I you know. You caught it. me. Oh. Whoa. <laughs> 
Secrets. It oh, always no. comes down to the fifth question. Oh, man. Always. It does. So much pressure. And we do oh. not plan it that way. We never do. <laughs> it's impossible to plan it. So, all right, Saudi. Well, you're still here. This is it. It's 50-50. Uh, and, uh, but regardless of whether or not you get it right, we still love you. That's right. Oh, well, I might not love myself after this. But... Oh, I... Don't say that. Oh, no. Are you ready for the final question? Yeah. In the anime Dot Hack, Oof. what happens to you if you die in the video game The World? Ooh, that's a hard one. Most of these questions are... A common enough trope that she's going to get it right. Yeah. Has she seen Dot Hack? The thing is, is that most of these questions are me channeling anime from my youth mm-hmm. that I think maybe she had, oh. maybe she's seen, but I never really know. I doubt she's seen Dot Hack, but as, as Salty said, it is kind of a trope, so maybe she'll just know it based off of that. Do you do you know? Do you guys know the answer? Yeah, you die in real life. Yeah. Are we die not, in real life. Do you? In Dot Hack, I don't remember. Hmm. I don't remember. I haven't watched Dot Hack since I was. Well, it's 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 kind of a child. Dor- it's been dormant for a long time. Yeah. Now. All right, so Saudi is saying that she does not know. No, he said he does. she does know, right? Salty? Oh, she does know. She does know. Okay. okay, she does know. Am I locking you in? Yep. In the anime Dot Hack, what happens to you if you die in the video game The World? The video game The World? Yeah. Uh, you become a, a character in a computer game. No. What? Uh, you step into a computer in real life. Darn. Wait, what was the answer? In fairness, you all got it wrong. What was it? You slip into a coma. Oh, right. Oh. Okay. I'm sorry, Saudi. We love you. And I, I'm i happy that you contributed to the podcast. Yes. Today. And and, Th- we, and we love you on the Discord. Thank you for joining us. And your homework is to watch Dragon Ball Z. That's right. <laughs> but not Dragon Ball Z. We don't have enough homework at this point. <laughs> at this point in time. Well, when you look, well, you're, you're doing hard time at the state penitentiary. And I'm pretty sure they can get you some Dragon Ball Z DVDs. You can reward yourself for doing your homework by watching an episode of Dragon Ball every now and then. But you have a long way to go because there's like 800 episodes. Yeah. Good yeah, luck. that's like almost as long as One Piece now, right? Or is One Piece shorter than that? Mm, no, One Piece is way longer, actually. It's still going. Yeah, Dragon yeah. Ball is... Anyways, it's right. All right, Saudi. <laughs> we'll talk to you next time. Thanks for playing. Thanks for playing. Bye. Well, we just couldn't do it this time. Man. It's so I I feel like it's really difficult to get people to win this game. It's I think just, I just realized I've only seen the first episode of Dot Hack. I thought I saw all of it, and I was like, no, I don't which think I have. Would have been enough. <laughs> I had seen like episodes here and there back when it was playing on like it was like Toonami or something like that. Or Adult I think Swim. I played some of the game, like when the PS2 game. I think I think that's what I was thinking of. So, yeah. the, P- so the PS2 game of Dot Hack was a four-parter. <laughs> yes, and I and yeah, I thought it was amazing. I loved it. Mm. They really simulated an MMO in a single-player game quite well, especially for back then. But the second one, Dot Hack Roots, mm-hmm. was dog turds. That game was terrible. Can I find Dot Hack anywhere? I don't know. Like streaming? Mm. Yeah, I like streaming, because I kind of want to oh, watch it now. <laughs> I don't know, but Dot Hack Sign is pretty solid. It's a little slow, Yeah, but, mm. it's, but it's interesting. All right, All right. so um, now we're, uh, we're getting yep. to a little close to the news break here, but we first... moving on to the news break. Before we get to that, though, of course, we have our weekly trivia. Um, of course, we you can do? head over to the website and scroll on down. There's a picture that you have to figure out what anime it That's is right. from. And this week's answer was Toradora. 
You know, I might actually read them now this time because I think there weren't too many. Okay. Toradora is an anime that I watched not that long ago for the first time. And, and uh, I enjoyed it. I thought All it was right. pretty good. Kenko 31, Gup Squatch, Nisekoi Maiko, Tumu Momu, Eat Sweets, Tall Psycho, Full Metal Alcoholist, Frozen Ramen, Otaku Cop, Chibi Rob, Golden Jedi Link, Icy Rose. <laughs> Nelly1876, Manly Mudkip, Link182, and Frosty Moon. Congratulations, you all got that right. All right, but the winner of the week is Nisekoi Maiko. That's right. And the uh, theme here is, I guess, continuing to be Christmas anime? Yeah. Even though Toradora, not, well, well there is. I, a, I wouldn't call it a Christmas anime, but there's definitely a Christmas period. There's a Christmas episode. Yeah, which well, is quite we, important. It's not, it's not. It's just anime pictures of Christmas. Right. So there are a couple there. Do we have any actual Christmas anime, do um, we? <laughs> Itsudate, uh, My Santa. And um, oh, I what's did the not movie? know about this. Uh, crap. I Tokyo also, Godfather. That's true. Boom. Oh, yeah, that's Boom. true. And I, I would also true. say that um, I would sort of say Amagami SS is sort of Christmas because it takes place around Christmas time. Okay. But you're right, Mandy. Mostly not. Greatest Christmas movie of all time. Hmm. Die hard. Die hard. Die hard. Yep. <laughs> All right. So before we go on our news break. Uh, gremlins. If, gremlins. Oh, God. <laughs> my personal. My, I also love. A the Christmas, best. I love a Christmas story as well. I've never seen it. I'm also planning to do a Christmas episode this year. Okay. Sweet. Which, which will be fun. Let's okay. do it. All right. So before we go on our news break, we have an in-show weekly trivia question that we will answer for you after the break. But hopefully you know the answer. Uh, it is a name that anime, as we often do. It says here a stri- uh well, that's not right grammar. Uh, strict. strict is a strict administrators. Yeah. Strict administrators in a class of ruthless delinquents <laughs> stand between him and his goal, and they will use any means, however illegal or low, to drive a new, the new teacher away. Thank you, my anime list, for that. Yes. So name that <laughs> anime, and we will tell you the answer right after the break. If anybody gets it based off that. Yeah. Oh, my God. Good luck. Bye. Hey all you anime addicts, it's Mitsugi, and yep, it's time for a dose of your anime news. Well, as you might have expected, Netflix continues to invest heavily in anime, and it has been announced that Yumi Tamura's adventure mystery manga Seven Seeds is getting an exclusive anime adaptation that will be on Netflix, and it will premiere in April of 2019. The synopsis of the manga is, in the immediate future, a giant meteorite has collided with Earth, all living organisms, including mankind, have been wiped off the face of the planet. The government, who has foreseen this outcome, has took measures against the worst-case scenario. In particular, there was a project called Project Seven Seeds, in which five sets of young men and women were carefully selected and placed into teams and into cryogenic sleep. Their goal to preserve and to continue the existence of mankind. But when they, but when, but when these teams of people awaken, they find themselves thrust into a cruel world that is uh, apparently not to their liking. And it sounds a little like blue gender. I don't know if they're going to have monsters or not, but, you know, people waking up from sleep in a cool world. But look forward to that coming out on Netflix early next year. And more manga being added, being adapted into anime. It looks like, uh, it looks like the Araburu Kisetsu no Otome Domo Yo manga will get a TV anime. The synopsis for this one is the girls in a high school literature club do a little icebreaker to get to know each other, answering the questions, what's one thing you want to do before you die? One of the girls blurts out, sex. 
Little do they know, the whirlwind unleashed by that word pushes each of these girls with different backgrounds and personalities onto their own clumsy, funny, painful, and emotional paths toward adulthood, that coming from Kodansha, USA. So, if you're a fan of uh, that synopsis, that anime, Arabudu Kisetsu no Otome Domo Yo, is getting an anime adaptation that will be coming out next year. Next up, we have more anime being made. New Type Moon anime has been announced, and it will be coming out around New Year's. There was a broadcast for the Fate Grand Order franchise new chapter held on Tuesday, and they announced that Type Moon will be having a new anime adaptation, a new project that will be coming out around New Year's, and it's going to be showing on many, many Japanese TV channels. But they haven't given a whole lot of information about what exactly the anime property is going to be that, that, that it will be putting out. Of course, Type Moon is responsible for Fate and also Kata no Kyokai, so it could be something related to that. But we're going to have to wait for more information to be announced at a, at a later date. But just know that more Type Moon anime is coming, so that's probably something to be excited about. And wrapping us out, Hajime Isayama, the manga creator behind Attack on Titan, has announced that he is having some trouble wrapping up the final chapter of the Attack on Titan manga, citing writer's block and other problems and pressures to create a, a good finale to a very popular franchise. It is entering its final arc, and he had said four years ago that he planned on wrapping the story up in three to four years, so it looks like he's right about on that timetable. Isayama, in the program, described it as bearing the burden of wanting to live up to fan expectations, but also to go against them. The manga artist has frequently commented about how exhausted he is working all night, days and days in a row, and is looking forward to wrapping things up, I think. So, to those of you that are fans of Attack on Titan, he's working very hard, and be patient with him as he wraps up the final arc of Attack on Titan. This was Mitsugi, and this was your anime news break, and now, time to get back to the podcast. Ah, after a tough day at work, I just want to veg out on the internet. I wonder what kind of weird hentai goods JList.com has on sale. Kazuo, what are you looking at? Oh, uh, well, this is embarrassing. It was JList.com. What was that? Uh, go back to it. Oh, that was an anime boob mouse pad. <laughs> really? Has it come to that, Kazuo? Hell no, man. I'm keeping it real. But JList keeps it real, too. Real perverted. They've got hyper-realistic boob mouse pads, sexy pillows, naughty calendars and anime figures, and an array of Tenga products. Did somebody say Tenga? Good God. Where did you come from? That's right, my bald, mid-30-something anime grumpy pants man. Damn, I love Tenga. Has it come to that, Mitz? Hell no, Enzo. I just love to feel the embrace of a Tenga egg when I stretch it over... Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, now. Over my bald head? I think that's even weirder. Head over to JList.com and get yourself set up with some of the finest Japanese adult products. Hey, this is Miley Flanagan, the voice of Naruto Uzumaki, and I am an anime addict. Use your Rasengan! Just another day in the church of Mitsugi. Dearest child, <laughs> confide in me. Child. Confide in me your sins. I don't know. Is this a sin? I was just going to say boobs don't accidentally fall out, but I have had my boob accidentally fall out of my bra before. Not out of my shirt, but out of my bra. So, I mean, I guess it kind of does happen. I mean, boobs are jiggly. Oh, woest Moe-influenced child. Ye, my boobs are moe Ye hath contributed to the Moe movement. <laughs> Let these sins be known, and may God have mercy on your soul. 
Another soul has been saved. Back to this heavenly podcast. And we are back to the 449th episode of the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast. Right we are. Yeah. I have a banana. Little known fact, boobs are jiggly. Yeah, and they're moe as well. Hmm. Little known fact, boobs do fall out of your bra all the time. <laughs> that is true. It sucks. Yep. Another little known fact, sometimes if you sit on your balls for too long, they will fall asleep. And then what? when oh, wow. you stand up, your whole undercarriage will be numb. Undercarriage. Mm. Nice um, use of the proper word. Yeah. There you go. Surprise from you. I expected you to just go, uh, you know, full on <laughs> vulgarity. Me? Vulgar? Never. No. Come on now. I hey. have a banana. It's really good. I have raisins. <laughs> hey, Mandy, you want to read the Intro Weekly Trivia question? <laughs> okay, banana. never mind. Mitsuki, you want to read, read the Intro Weekly Trivia? <laughs> no, you've got the manga right. coming up. <laughs> Strict administrators. Uh, you, go ahead. you go ahead. You got this. I got it. Strict administrators and a class of ruthless delinquents stand between him and his goal, and they will use any means, however illegal or low, to drive away the new teacher. And that anime is Assassination Classroom. Gitto. It's, it's Gitto. <laughs> Great teacher Onizuka. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I took the I took the I took the synopsis from the middle of it because the beginning was way too easy. Okay. It was like ex biker gang, you know, yeah. like ex biker gang member, <laughs> blah blah blah. Wants to become the best teacher in Japan. I was like, okay, obviously. <laughs> Which by the way, great teacher Onizuka. I just had another friend of mine watch it mm-hmm. on his own. And Onizuka immediately became his second favorite character of all time. Yeah. Has anybody watched Great Teacher Onizuka and been like, show sucks? I, I literally think it's impossible. I have shown this anime to probably 10 people and every single person loves it. Yeah. And the only character he liked better than Onizuka? Who's that? Lupin. Oh, well. Respectful pick. I, yeah. I think I like Onizuka a little better than Lupin just because he has more depth to him. Yeah, for sure. But, but Lupin's Lupin cool. is a great character. Yeah, so. definitely. Onizuka is amazing though. All right. Well, on that note, it is time. Hello. For <laughs> Mandy's Manga Minute. All right, let's go. And now, let's take a minute for the Manga Minute with Mandy. Alrighty, Mandy's Manga Minute is where I take a minute to tell you about a manga and help you find something new to read. This one's going to be kind of interesting because I could definitely see why uh, some people would not want to read this, and I don't blame them. But, um... I am doing a bride story, and or also called Otoyo Megatsuri. Otoyo Megatsuri tells a tale of a beautiful young bride in the 19th century Asia. At the age of 20, Amiya, I'm, I, I apologize if I accidentally pronounce anything wrong. I, I promise it's not on purpose. Amir is sent to a neighboring town to be wed, and her surprise at learning her new husband, Karluk, is eight years younger than her, and it is quickly replaced by a deep and I'm sorry. Then her is quickly deep, deeply. Oh my gosh, I am messed up. <laughs> you can do it, Mandy. Gambate. <laughs> that banana ruined me, man. <laughs> quickly replaced by a deep affection for the boy and his family. Though he she hails from just beyond the mountains, Amira's clan had been very had very different customs, foods, and clothes from what Karlik is used to. As the two of them learn more about each other through their day-to-day lives, the bond of respect and love grows stronger. I apologize for butchering that synopsis from my anime list. <laughs> Anyways, <clears throat> a bride story or a Toyo Megatsuri is a historical drama written and illustrated by Kaoru 
Mori, and it started publishing in 2008 and is still running. The manga also won the 7th Taisho Award in 2014. There are currently 10 volumes on English, and they're all printed in a really nice hardback book. Um, a Bride Story is a really difficult one for me to recommend to everyone because of how uh, the big age gap in the main characters. The main woman is 20, and her uh, new... Um, Husband, who she this political marriage is only twelve, so it's really awkward Woo! right off the bat. Whoa. Wow! Um, but this is set in a time wow. where I think that would be normal. So it's going to be completely up to the individual if you're comfortable with that. And I can say that so far, out of everything I've read, there's nothing like uh, like no sexual stuff at all. <laughs> Thank goodness. But um, how could there be? So yeah, it'd be really up to you, the individual, if you're if that bothers you. Um, aside from that, out of all the mangas I've read, this is one of the best looking ones that I've ever read. It's packed with details. Uh, the inside of buildings in every scene are filled with food, tools, tapestries, little decorations all over. It's every there's so much attention to detail put into every little item. The patterns on clothing are very intricately detailed. It looks amazing and I would recommend reading it just for that uh, I have only read the two first two books so far and the first one focuses on the main girl Amir's personality and relationship with this new clan and uh, growing attached to the family and the second volume explores some conflict between her home village and her new one and it's not action-packed at all but there is some conflict uh, growing between like the like because she was I don't feel like they got the kind of uh, what they wanted out of the marriage. So there's some definitely some conflict going on, but there's not a lot of action in it. Um, I've read some people say that the volumes past what I have read dive into other engagement and other relationships. So I think it's an interesting look at a nomadic family living in 19th century, like Central Asia and their culture. Um, so I would recommend it to anyone who's looking for a historical manga outside of Japan but not if you're looking for like a lot of action and violence but uh it's very slice of life so yeah okay. all right that sounds interesting not your normal anime cup of tea right yeah 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 so uh we have a segment to do we do thank you mandy by the way yes no problem it's time Kimmy for asked if it was written by the author of emma but i don't know i'm gonna look that up now and i'll let you know in a second because i don't know what emma is Okay. Um, but yeah, we have uh, our main topic for today, which is going to be something that we haven't done in a while. That's true. But it's always fun when we do. It's been about six months. And uh, oh, that is... this Emma. Sorry. It is the same author. I'm sorry. Okay. Yes, it is the author of Emma. Good to know. Uh, and so the main topic for today is an anime shark tank. Who are the sharks? They are self-made business experts worth billions. Mitsugi is a self-proclaimed holy man and world-renowned enemy of Moe girls, raised billions for his church through the Kick the Filth into the Pit of Hell Foundation to lead the fight against Moe. That's fair. Kazuo is a Bronx-raised hairstylist hey. and entrepreneur hairstylist. who made a fortune marketing and modeling Pompadour Styling Gel for chest hair. One pomp for each man boob. Mandy, a shrewd venture capitalist who made a fortune selling her anime boy bud hug pillow company for $4 billion. 
Enzo. What? Rock label <laughs> mogul and shrewd negotiator made millions when he founded the only rock label for nudists called Nudist Peach. What? These are the sharks, and this is anime Shark Tank. I'm so confused. No, good goof. <laughs> I just want to say one more time before we get rolling that you can now submit Shark Tank submissions via the mailbag button on the website. That's right. So when you, whenever you're like in the shower or driving your car and you're like, you know, well, you know what would be a great idea for an anime? This and this and this. Go to the website, tell us about it, and you'll end up on the next Shark Tank episode. Simple as that. So we had a bunch of submissions. A bunch of them. We're, we, we probably won't get to them all. Okay, so how do we do? Do we want to just read through one and then we'll discuss? Yeah, well, you know how this goes. You read through it. If they don't have a topic, if they don't have a title, we need to give them like a ooh, like a shitty ooh. title. Okay. Well, <laughs> you're being punished for laziness. Okay. And then at the end, we will say we're going to give the synopsis, what, how it will make money, and then as business people, mm-hmm. as shrewd, as shrewd, right. self-made millionaires, well, and billionaires, we will we will decide whether or not we want to invest in their concept. As self-made thousandaires. And if we don't like it, we're going to play... We're, a, we're millionaires and billionaires. <laughs> if we don't like it, we're going to play really offensive drops from the Shark Tank TV show. Okay. As we always do. Sure. From Mr. Wonderful. I don't know who that is, but okay. He's the guy that always just intentionally says that you're a dipshit, basically. Oh. He's the Simon Cowell of the group? Yeah. Who's the Simon Cowell of our group? Uh, we don't really have one. I don't know. I mean, I feel like people would expect you to be Mitz. I think so. But you're actually, like, not. You're actually very nice. I'm the cuddly teddy bear yeah. in reality. I feel like... It's I none of us. Yeah. We I, have no... We don't... It would have been... It probably, probably would have been cram from me from time I do gone. think I'm the harshest when it comes to reviewing anime. I think the numbers show that. that well, I, we I actually tend to have score a, things the lowest. If you click on the review button on the website, you can now go to, to Icy Rose's spreadsheet, which really? will... Which has very detailed. That's awesome. Fantastic job. He basically, not only does he have the score of each anime Mm -hmm. that we've done, but the score from every single individual host. Wow. So you can actually go in there and find out what the average is. Yo, play that drop. Who is it that put that together, Mitz? Yeah, Mitzi's never-ending struggle with technology. (laughs) All right, so. We have so many drops that we actually have three soundboards. That's ridiculous. So (laughs) I have to jump in my, I I didn't pay for this app. So every time I jump between a soundboard, I have to go close an ad. I had to go through an ad. So maybe you should consider paying the $2 for the app. (sighs) You're probably right. (laughs) Um, All right, Mitz, you want to read this first one? Yeah. All right. So this one's from Facebook. It has no title. So we're going to embarrass them afterwards. Joey, Joey Warnell from Facebook writes, set in a fictional world in a time equivalent to the exploration period. Three teenage friends, two boys, one girl, from a small village about 30 miles inland from a harbor town, developed a love for the sea after a visit to the harbor town as kids. The three share a dream to become naval officers for the kingdom. One day, while away from the village, pirates sack the village, taking slaves of any survivors. With no home left for them, the three make their way to the harbor town in search of help, assistance, and adventure. Not sure what will come next. Question. It, yes. You have a question? No, the adventure no, no, was the it was question. like it was a question. Yes. <laughs> Not sure what will come next. They unknowingly help out a stranger in a tavern from certain death. To repay them, the stranger offers to place them in his or her pirate crew. Now a part a part of the pirate crew, uh, Captain can now a part of a pirate crew captained by a busty, beautiful, red haired captain who takes no shit from anyone, and a smooth talking first mate, the three set sail for adventure. The captain is in search of a magical talisman said to contain a genie to grant three wishes 
the three friends in search of a life of wonder and excitement begin. Uh, right. The length is mm. 20, 26 episodes, chance of continuing. He says that the, <clears throat> the, the, the financials part of it is that it's very similar to One Piece mm. and that it would sell well to little kids. Cute plushy toys of, uh, of cat-like crew members will be a hit. Adult males will like the captain because she's the busty redhead. And um, plus various other sexy crew members will be there as well. One being a hot knife through a hot knife throwing badass. Now the question is: mm, Is the character hot? I have a name, or I have a name for this. Okay, go for it. Uh, uh Busty Capping You. Mm. <laughs> okay, I was thinking: <laughs> Is it wrong to pick up pirates in a burnt down village? Damn. <laughs> Arg! Give me the pirates' booty. <laughs> or how about re Arg? Re booty. Re booty. Okay. Um. <sighs> I. It's. I don't hate it. I like the. It I, sounds. It's a little generic. I mean, um, I can kind of see. But that. that's what sells, right? Yeah, that's uh, true. Well, I mean, I'm. I'm. Who's. Who's not for a pirate adventure? I mean, that sounds like a lot of fun. But mm-hmm. yeah, to both of your points, it does seem like pretty generic. But ultimately, that's that is what sells. And he did also mention that there are buxom women in this anime, which also sells. Mm. So. Especially figures. <laughs> hmm. And boob mouse pads. True. So, <sighs> man, I'm... Don't listen to me. <laughs> Look, a man only has so much money in his pocket. Right. And I personally am going to save that money for other concepts mm. today, because we have a lot of them. Uh, so yeah. I'm going to say, mm, sorry. I don't yeah. hate it. I don't hate it. I appreciate your detail. I would say... I needed a little bit more out of it. You know, I, it, it needs, it needs uh, some spice. It needs something to separate it from mm. the myriad of other animes in this veil. <clears throat> and it just didn't have that for me. Um, didn't I, have enough uh, a je ne sais quoi. Didn't have, this, didn't have that spice. It didn't have that spice. You know what I'm saying? What do you think, Mandy? Uh, I would have passed on it. Because I think, uh, what, like, I was thinking about like when we do when we choose our uh, picks for the season, we don't really have a whole lot to go off of. The synopsis means a whole lot, and I think out of that synopsis, it's not something that I would have watched. <laughs> All right, well, here comes your uh, brutalization from Mr. Wonderful. Let's see how bad it is. I want to read a poem, and I've written it for you. This is it such doesn't a happen very often. Okay. In cash, I know because I like to watch it flow. When I ask valuation, I want no hesitation. Are you worth $10 million? Hell no. Damn. Hell no, baby. All right, next. We gotta, but we gotta, thank we you, gotta, though, for the submission. We got to keep it moving. This one has a. This one uh, has also has no title. All right, Mandy, you want to take this one? Yeah. An anime version of the roller skate. Oh, this is from Lauren Lee. I'm sorry. Yeah. From the uh, Facebook group. Um, an anime version of the roller skating Broadway musical Starlight Express. The synopsis. Oh, anthropomorphized trains compete in a race to see who is the fastest in the world and earn the title of the mythical Starlight Express. A steam engine named Rusty wants to prove his worth and win the heart at the first class passenger car, Pearl. Does he stand a chance against the reigning champion diesel engine, Greaseball? Heck yeah, I'm, I'm already passing. I'm Aww. already like, I'm already good. I'm sold. <laughs> <laughs> the shiny newcomer, Electra, the electric engine, and the fastest train from around the world. 
Uh, the length is six episode OV. Is it OVA? This is OAV. It goes either way. The OVA, right? Yeah, it can go either way. Oh, okay. With the theatrical all-in-one movie version. Uh, the financials, it's nostalgic, shown in musical spectacular that has potential to attract a wide range of audiences. The anime will have an 80s art style done in modern animation techniques, which will attract anime watchers young and old. Voice cast uh, features rising star Seiyu. Oh, I'm, I'm in. <laughs> All the popular and idol anime, drawing in the idol otaku. Uh, train station and museum collaborations to bring in the train otaku, a live stage performance of the original musical, but based on the style of the anime, and even starring some of the seiyuu and limited performances for the anime fans and worldwide musical fans. I'm sold! <laughs> you, know, you know, when I was listening to the synopsis, I was thinking, this is a Mandy anime, got it! <laughs> I was like, mm. it, tr- people in Japan are train nerds, and it's understandable because... T- trains are such a big part of their culture because mm. they have so many of them yeah and and so i was reading ahead on the financials and i was thinking well does she actually recognize that and put that down and she did okay. she marked train otaku so i will i will honor her uh, her business savvy by um offering some uh some of my money for i will for a for a 20 percent stake in the anime i'll give you i'll give you three million dollars Okay, three million yen or dollars. Dollars. Okay. <laughs> um, so when I f- with first, uh, Amanda, as you were reading this, the very first thing that came to my mind is, are the movies, the Cars series, mm-hmm. which are, are all terrible movies. Not Thomas the Train. No, I was thinking of Cars because she was talking about like you have the rusty old train and there's like the rusty oh, old car. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. And you have like the pretty train girl. So I was thinking of the movies, the Cars movies, which are all terrible, but are they all make buttloads of money so i think i would be in on this if we could change it up a little bit and market it towards the younger audience because kids are dumb and so if we can if we can market a car movie like or a series of car movies that are terrible then we can market a series of train movies which would probably also be terrible and make Mm. tons and think about i mean toy toy trains train bed sheets Train lunch boxes. I mean, this thing is a marketing gold train mine for trains. dumb little kids. What you could you could paint the trains in, into in Japan. To yes, look like the trains from the show. Yes. All right, so we're in. Yes, I like it. All right, we're in. Mm-hmm. Good, mm-hmm. Good, we're good in. Job. Good job, Lauren. Let's move on to the to the Discord submissions. All we right. got a shitload of these. So, so the first one we have here. Well, okay. Well, just, just lending more more credence to the fact that the Discord is where is where you should be because the we had something like six or seven times as many submissions on discord as we had on every other place combined oh wow so yeah all All right right. so the first one we have here comes from nearby bushes and uh it says here i guess the name of the anime is tempered the 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 text here is small so if you need if you're having trouble reading it you can increase the size by increasing the i got the percentage or whatever i'm good uh it says here an anime about knife and sword making it will star a young protagonist that travels the world looking at how different edged weapons, um, how different edged weapons. Okay, that sentence is odd. Uh, hoping to You're learn. You're gonna have a lot of that. Yeah, hoping to learn as he or she uh, comes from a small knife making business that is family owned. Blades are made, and we see how they are used by soldiers, chefs, hunters, doctors, EMTs, etc. The people who have to use them for a living. Um, what the? That's not even a word. I don't know. 
and more perhaps is what they meant to say to keep living uh great detail will go into the steps taken to make the blades features history and applications each episode will have a dramatic use of the blade that will be intentionally badass and shows the knife being used exactly uh exactly for what it was intended for i'm I'm editing this Mm -hmm. as i read it i understand uh, it's 14 episodes with an option for a second season. Uh, officially licensed blades mm. from each episode made by partnering with brands referenced throughout the season. So for each episode, you can have two to three blades along with sharpening kits, knife case, and for our younger audience, unsharpened replicas. Uh, I think when you said live, living and more, I think they meant to write armor, living armor to keep living. <laughs> People who have like to the use armor them that you for wear. a living armor armor i don't know <laughs> i don't know I don't, that, yeah i don't know people have to use them for living armor to keep living i'm out I'll, okay. i'm out and i'll tell you why okay. um so the first thing is that anime nowadays have to have like more pizzazz to them right mm. there needs to be like just an anime about like historical swords i just don't think it's gonna Art. sword making it's just not yeah. gonna false False. Are, are they it's also like cute boys? Turn them into hot boys. And there you <laughs> go. Not have his big... We already have that. Yeah, I mean, it's I hear what you're tons. saying there, Mandy, but like his money-making thing was, you know, <laughs> we're actually going to sell the swords. It wasn't yeah. other pretty mm. boys that will, that will turn into like PVC figures. Yeah. So like, gotcha. I, I just don't, like, even if the show were to be good, which, you know, based on the description, I can't say, but I just don't think it's going to make a lot of money because I think the market for swords isn't, is there even a market for swords? Not even just swords. He was talking about like knives and things like that. I mean, like I just that. don't know. I just don't see it making a lot knives. of money. So I like the idea. I would definitely watch an anime as like, this is all about sword making because I actually love watching stuff about making swords. And I actually have quite a few swords in my place. Yeah, it sounds like <laughs> I have one that was specifically tailor made for me. You know, um, but I don't I don't know about the synopsis though. You know, there, there was I, an, I like the idea. Yeah. But maybe there, expand on it. There was an anime about pottery a few years ago. That had was two there? seasons. Was there? There was. And Where? It, and it uh, well see that's the, that's my point. Hmm. It came but and I went, watched it. It came and went like the wind. It, it was about like the main character was like a pot was like a pottery. Was that I the think. one where the lady's husband died, but he came back as a ghost, and then she was making pottery, <laughs> and he was like standing behind her, helping her. Damn it. And Whoopi Goldberg Damn it, was there. Cosmo. It's called. <laughs> is this Hyoge Mono? Is this right? I'm not really. I have sure. no idea. I don't know, but I would have watched it. Tell me, and I will check it out. Yeah, I the, don't know if I like it. I but. feel like I feel like these anime is about like very specific, small subcultures, can be good as far as like quality is concerned, but oftentimes they're not very successful um, because there's just not enough of an audience to have an interest in them. And you need, if you want to make money, you you have to appeal to a broader audience, unfortunately. So yeah, I would also have to pass on this one. Yeah. Hyoga Mono has an 8.12 on my enemy list. I am going to put this on my to watch list. Here comes your drop. I can't watch you kill money that way. Children are going to watch this. You know, Kim, they're going to watch you kill money. That's the beauty of the show. You're murdering money in front of children. <laughs> what? <laughs> All right. Uh, who wants to read this next one? We got to keep I it wrong. I believe you're up next, sir. Oh, okay. Piper writes, it's called Tanuki no On, on Nanoko. Tanku. T- Tanku. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Tanku 
In another world with tank girls with like 12 exclamation yeah. marks. Synopsis. High schooler Ichigo Takahata is the president of his school's tank appreciation club, a club so popular that his younger sister, his younger stepsister, Asako, is the only other member. Uh, one day on a field trip to the tank museum, both Ichigo and Asako are ran, run over by a tank in a freak accident. Strangely, they both wake up to find themselves transported to another world, only a world of only women who happen to have the souls of tanks. The tank girl, <laughs> the tank girls who have never seen a male before start calling Ichigo the general and ask for his mm. help in defeating the demon tank lord who threatens the world. Ichigo, who has never had a girlfriend, finds himself in a sticky pickle as, no more, he, fam. as he has to save the world, the new world he finds himself in, survive an onslaught of attractive tank women, and budding feelings from his younger stepsister. This is everything... Episodes. Twelve episodes. <laughs> this is all of them put in one. All 12, anime. Twelve episodes, three OVAs, um, light novel series that never resolves the harem, gotcha mobile app game, yes. body pillows, yes. figures, unofficial licensed toys, and cosplay outfits, including the main character's tracksuit. Finally, someone that knows how to make a high quality <laughs> anime. I- when I read this on the Discord, so much- I actually commented. I, I just saw the title, Another World of Tank Girls, and my mind didn't go to, you know, the tank vehicle. I went to, like, aquariums. And I was like, yes, <laughs> we should have anthropomorphized fish Aquarium? girls. So much snark. <laughs> um, this is, honestly, <sighs> I mean, I feel like this is a gold mine that we're sitting on. You know what? A gold mine. Heck yes. You know what? It's dumb as shit, but it's just what anime needs. I mean... It's, so I, I am so in that I will kill either of you to have a bigger stake in the we, we, we will fight to the death in a three-way cage match. Yes. I want I want the fish girl anime. Can we get fish girls? And if the cage <laughs> and, and if the cage match results in a tie, we will have a Rochambeau off on alternating Ooh. Sundays until a winner is crowned. That's right. That's right. Uh, I think we're in. A hundred percent. Yeah. Job, we're sign me up. Yeah, I'm in. Take all, right. all my money. All right. Next. Next up, Mandy, I believe you're up. Uh, the Run, opening to changing the title. This is from Gup Squatch. Uh, well, maybe we will uh, change it. <laughs> Genre, action adventure. Synopsis, the main character... Oh, this is really hard to read. Uh, the main character, Yuki Shiraishi, is a former assassin in hiding from the government who, having an obliviously, or obviously dark past given his line of work, receives a letter in the mail calling her back to work. Having thought that she had a choice in the matter, tosses the letter aside. Not wanting to go back to that life, government officials show up at her home and attempt to force her to comply. Using her skills as a trained assassin, she kills them both and starts uh, her run from the government. Sorry, it's a little hard to read because it's really tiny. <laughs> uh, length is 24 episodes following her escape and misgiving she could get into. Merchandise figures of the main character, whom will be gorgeous and a badass given her line of work, as well as a prospect of making a game following the anime. Hmm. <clears throat> um, I don't know. Mm. It doesn't really have I, I that. I need a little bit more. I'll, I'll be honest, I was still thinking about Tank Girls. Heck yes. <laughs> I wasn't paying attention. Well, we all, we all, yeah, we're all thinking about Tank Girl still. Gap Squatch, I appreciate your, uh, you are passionate, but you do not persuade. Mm. It doesn't really have that, how should I say, the it factor? The je ne sais quoi. It doesn't have the je ne sais quoi. <laughs> like, 
why how, how does this stand out amongst the princess principles of the world and mm. and the and the gunslinger girls and the not to be forgotten for the fugitives starring more, Harrison Ford it's true i am all for more anime with badass female characters who just like i don't know hunt people down that'd be cool <laughs> yeah. i think I'm, i'd have to see the artwork on it first i'm out it, i feel like it needs a one-armed man I'm out, though. <laughs> I know, I'm out, too. A one-armed man? The fugitive Harrison Man, are you in or are you out? Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, I guess I'm out. Here comes your drop. I look at the valuation, and I say, are you guys out of your friggin' minds? There you go. All right, the, the valuation, just not there. Next one from Bill Nykoon. That's right. Uh, I feel so lucky that This I... title makes me shudder. Because <laughs> so, I haven't read the description yet, and it could be very... Ooh. So, uh, Discord person Bill Nykun writes. We have in, Bill Nye in our Discord. Bill oh, Nye man. is in our Discord, guys. We're amazing. I know. Um, <laughs> the name of his anime is Newborn Love. Oh, God. Please take a right turn, not a left turn. Uh, yeah. A story that suddenly throws you into the life of Tyrus, depressed state after what seems like rejection from a love interest. Okay. A spirit throws our protagonist into a white space and the story gets confusing until the what until I think the end is supposed the to be end of the, the prologue. end of the prologue slash episode one the show is a unique type of harem uh of the protagonist, protagonist. is actually god I, the grammar is so difficult sometimes uh the protagonist is actually competing against other men for the love of a girl with the help of his magical spirit friend and being spent being sent back in time to get a second chance of, at love uh okay 13 episodes for replay one I don't know what that means. And known as first... What the hell does this mean? First reattempt. Yeah, but what does that mean? Stay with us. Did to, you read the synopsis? What? It's about a guy getting a second chance at love. So he's so saying he's gonna it's go 13... Back, he's going to go back So 13 episodes. Then they replay the first episode. And then that's for the first he's, attempt. All right, okay, all right. Then stick, 12 episodes for season two. Are you with it? I guess, kind of. It's about going back in time to get another <coughs> shot at love. Yeah. So the first half, it's going to be... 13 episodes where he tries, and then I guess he's going to fail because the second season is going to be another 12 episodes where I guess you'll have another try. Okay, okay. Is what I'm mm. guessing. So the show's main money pour is in the first episode's, quote, magic show and other instances of magic throughout the show. Good voice actors will be needed as the show will be directed as a magic-infused slice-of-life harem anime. My proposition is $15,000 for least quality and $20,000 for best. And income from a contract to Netflix and figurines <laughs> from the different stages of magic, uh, from the spirit and a gotcha game when he marks out a black hole of money gotcha game. <laughs> That's true. Uh, hmm. I, I had co trouble comprehending what the synopsis even was. So, Where does the harem play into it again? Yeah. I don't know. I can't understand. It's probably a unique type of harem. I'm too dumb for this. Because I thought it was a love story. I didn't see where the harem Well, because he's competing it. against other men for the love of the girl. So I guess it's a reverse <gasps> gotcha. harem. Gotcha. Okay, so it's a reverse harem. Right. But the guy is the main character. <laughs> right. I'm out. Hmm. Bill Nykun. Yeah. It's all death and Sorry, destruction Bill in your story, just like in your chemistry lab. And I don't want to be a part of it. <laughs> death and destruction. But science still rules. Well... You're gonna get us killed, and I'm not for I'm not for it. You know what's really sad? What's that? Do you know Dolph Lundgren? 
Mm. He's the guy who played uh, the big Russian yeah. dude in Rocky. Oh, he mm. died, didn't he? No, he's still alive. Oh, I killed him. But, he's, but he is vastly more educated than Bill Nye. Like, he has multiple oh, really? master's degrees. And I think Bill Nye just has like a, a bachelor's and something. Well, thanks for ruining everybody's fantasies. Now you know. But hey, Bill Nye's still a cool dude. My right. childhood. Were we all out on this one? Yeah. <clears throat> yes, Mandy? Yeah, I here, think so. Here comes your fail drop. I can't tell you how many people come to me and say, if I can get 1% of 1% of the billion, you, you, zero from zero is still zero. That's right. That's right, goddammit. Zero from zero. Still All right, zero. am I up? Sure. Wait, yes. Yeah? Mandy, are you up? Oh, oh yeah, I can go. Um, okay. Wait, this is from Midnight Crew. Uh, I pronounced that right. It doesn't matter okay. who's up. Uh, title, Gigantomachia. 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 No, wait. Gigantenmachia. Okay. What the fuck? <laughs> he says there, that's more anime. They there, put that's more it. anime. <laughs> 24 <laughs> episodes. Where's the money? Oodles upon oodles of merch featuring the female cast, often blatantly sexualized. Okay. So okay, here's up. the synopsis. Here we go. In a far future humanity, or in a far future, or in a far future, sorry, there's no comma there, so I was confused. Uh, humanity has colonized a far-flung and otherwise empty solar system with ten artificial planets. The fairly tepid diplomatic relationships between the planets suddenly take a turn for the worse when one of them goes rogue and shoots down a large fleet of tourist vessels. The, uh, this triggers a total war between the ten planets, which are actually massive transforming mechs controlled by specially trained teens. Uh, are they in doggy style? Question mark. <laughs> uh, we follow the completely generic and bland as cardboard male protagonist Perfect. and the rest of his misfit squad as they pilot their planet mech in an effort to protect their people from total annihilation. Studio Trigger. Of course. Like, he actually wrote Studio Trigger. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yes, the sun will eventually transform into a giant mech and the, be the final boss. I like this a lot, <clears throat> um, especially for Studio Trigger. I feel like it's exactly what they do. I need to know... It's all they do. Yeah, it's all they do. Pretty I much. need to know a little more about how we can objectify the women in this anime because he didn't really talk about them at all other than in how they could make money off of blatantly sexualizing them. Um, so I just need to know a little bit more it sounds like just a dude hanging out with his bros in mechs. Um, dude, bro. Where are the where are the scantily clad, you know, female soldiers that always need his help and can't do anything for themselves? We need lots of that if we're gonna make money off of this. So, I just I feel like I need more, a little bit more. I'm gonna say, mm -hmm. even though I know that I would hate this anime because I don't like Super Robot, and mm, I don't. That's true. That is true. I also don't really like Studio Trigger very much. Neither do I. <laughs> I feel like it would be successful because yes. it's Super Robot and Studio Trigger and the girl, and they can be. I mean, for all I know, the, the the mechs will be like giant. They'll have the giant. They'll have the largest breasts in the history of anime, Ooh. because like a, a single boob could be literally a the size of a mountain or, yeah. or a, a whole continent. Yeah, because you're, you're talking about a mech, a planet that it, 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 imagine if like Jupiter itself turned into a mech with giant breasts. Like mm. you, it would be the the largest bust ever. That's a good point. It would be like a Googleplex number of D's for the bra size. And so for that reason, I'm in. I like the idea of everyone piloting Unicron. <laughs> I'm in. Yeah, 
And I especially love the bland, generic main character because we have to allow these kids to put themselves in the place of the mm, main character. Project themselves onto the main character. Especially if that yeah. main character is surrounded by women that all want to sleep with him, even though he's completely Planet oblivious. Planet girls. We need to make that. Uh, that's, that's, I mean, it sells itself. Great job. Uh, big, big titties equal big money. <laughs> Next up. I like how we always complain about these anime, but now that's all we're passing. Well, it's because it's about, it's not about. We're trying to make money. We're not, we're not trying, trying to make oh, money. Okay, here, I got you, know? you. I got you. Got you. I'm yeah, sorry. I would never watch that. <laughs> yeah. But it, it would make a shitload of money. Okay. Her, um, Heretic of Rose. <laughs> oh, this is uh, Rai. It's Raikosan. Right. The title is Please Show Me. Oh, yeah. Perfect. Slice of Life I like comedy. That title. 24 episodes. Synopsis. Very long. Okay. This episodic series follows a recent college graduate who is taking a year off before heading into the workforce as they as he as they travel with a group of friends, seeing all the Japanese monuments that they have heard about from their youth but never got to see. They visit many different cities and check out all the different sites as well as tourist traps. It will have many nature monument shots similar to Yudu Camp showing off Japan and much of, of its splendor. Staying very open for additional seasons as they will become actual members of the Japanese Tourism Board so they can continue visiting many, many places around Japan without, running, without ruining the show's story. How it will make money. It's being a series about Japan, it can directly tie into the budget of the Japanese Tourism Board and those of individual towns slash prefectures, as well as having a line of collectible figures, gachapon style of the group in the different seasons and possible, possibly traditional costumes. Additionally, they will make audio tours of different places in Japan. Each voice actor making their own track for each place, and a group of tracks and a group track as well. All right. So, if we can get it so that these tourist sites, yeah, we need it subsidized. The tourist sites, if if they have to pay a percentage of their proceeds from the increase in tourism to oh. the to the property itself yep. into, into the into the animation production committee, mm-hmm. then I'm in. I love how we're right there on the mm-hmm. same page. This is, yeah. This sounds like a really good show, and yeah. definitely something that could be subsidized through the government as 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 it would aid in tourism. Um, I would like to know a little bit more about the characters in it. Um, even though, of course, like I think the main character of the sh- of the show is going to be the the country of Japan as a whole, but still, you have to have some people in there kind of pushing it along. So, I would like to know a little bit more about them. Um. But yeah, this this sounds awesome, and I would absolutely be into watching this. You know, there's like something like eight thousand temples in Kamakura alone. Yeah, I mean, it could be going. It could, this could end up being like a a Sazai song that airs on TV like every Sunday yeah. morning for decades. Yeah, you're never gonna run out of sh- Japan. Is like Japan's history. Is it's like, like a whole country. It's a whole freaking country, man. <laughs> Listen, this Jap- reminds me a lot of a visual novel called Gogo Nippon, which is about um, a guy who meets a girl, and it's about it's just a big tourist uh, tourism anime, or I mean, sorry, visual novel, and they visit visit places all over Japan. And I don't know if like critically it did really well, but I know it was really popular because a lot of people learned a lot of stuff from it. So. Based off that, yeah, I'd definitely be into it. It sounds like something I would love to watch because yeah. I like... Uh, people are always into that, like comparing the anime to the real life place. Like you see those splices all over the place. It's like, yeah, this is it in the anime and this is the exact same picture. And they like combine them. We I get, like those. We get some government funding. We get it on NHK. I mean, this is going to be... Listen, man. This will run forever. Listen, as Japan... As we're going to find out in Anglo Moist, this anime that we're going to be reviewing, Japan is old. Their history is 
you know, 1500 plus years old of mm-hmm. documented history. Yeah. It ain't the United States where we have, I mean, you would run out of shit in like a couple seasons in the U.S. Mm-hmm. In Japan, you'll go forever of term for, for historical stuff. Yeah. So I'm in. Next. All right. Next up is from the Paragon of Anime, Icy Rose. <laughs> Mitz is looking for the drop. He's looking for the drop. Yeah. There we go. All right. So the title of this anime is Inspire. Ooh. It's a uh, an idol fantasy isekai <gasps> anime. I'm in. <laughs> 13 episodes initially with another 13 if it is successful. Synopsis here says, Inspire are a popular idol group consisting read. of... What? Read, read quick. Okay. Oh, C- damn. It's okay. long. Consisting of five girls, Chisei, Mom... Mami, Ina, Keiko, and Haruka, who are at the height of their career, but during their latest live show, a massive earthquake hits and their stage collapses, crushing them all. Oh. Crushing them all? Oh, oh my no. God. The girls, however, wake up in an open field in an unfamiliar land where they are greeted by a fairy who tells them that they are in another world and believes them to be a group of five legendary bards that were foretold <gasps> to descend upon the land and bring peace and unity to the people with the power of their songs. Hell uh, yeah. <laughs> and discover each of their voices possess a special power. Chisei's imbues people with strengths. Mom, mommy creates magical a magical barrier. Ina's causes people to move faster. Keiko's heals Ooh. wounds and injuries, while Haruka's dispels <clears throat> other magic. While most of the girls are initially scar- scared of their predicament, the adventure-loving Haruka pushes the rest of them onward as they travel this new world in hopes of their songs uh, in hopes that their songs can inspire its heroes to victory. How will it make its money? Idols and isekai are the most popular genres in Japan right now, but surprisingly, no one has made a show that combines the two of them. The story would act in a semi-episodic nature, in a sort of hero of the week format, where the girls encounter a different hero who is on a journey that will double as a character arc for each of the girls who plays into the girls supporting each of their tropes. Okay. Uh, that idol shows built on while also providing isekai fans with multiple fantasy adventures to latch on to. That's, that's a long sentence. Each Very conflict long. will then escalate in scale until the girls go from supporting individual heroes to performing for bands of heroes and even armies until the show's eventual climax where they perform a massive live performance <clears throat> that unites everyone they've ever encountered. Obviously, as an idol show, it will generate a lot of music singles and figures as the girls can potentially have different idol outfits with each adventure they go on. You could also potentially make a gotcha game out of it as well. I thought Show by Rock was an isekai idol show. Show by Rock was the one where it gets sucked into her rhythm game. Oh, yeah. But anyways. (laughs) It'll probably make money. I'm in. I mean. Yeah, I'm in. I actually really like the idea of the different magical powers that the girls' is, like girls' songs do. I like that. Yeah, yeah, and I, I'd yeah, actually watch that for sure. And I like the idea that they're like they're bards, so they get transported into the other, this other world. I mean, it's it takes a lot of these tropes, but it sounds it sounds like fun. It sounds like it would be good. Of course, it's all going to hinge upon like the actual music, like if the music is going to be good or if it's just like terrible. Yeah, yeah for sure. I mean, because like pop idol music for me personally and this is just a personal taste thing like i i just i'm not a big fan i don't care for it yeah so i don't know it but but it's insanely popular so you know okay. it could do really well i'm in i just want you guys to know we're only doing like six more minutes and then we're ending it okay so mm. there's like okay. way too many of these to do them all so 
Maybe okay. we can save them for the next. Uh, am I up or is it Mandy? Uh, Mandy? Um, I can go. Go. This one's a little bit longer, too. But um, this one is from Nisekoi Maiko, and the title is On Air. Uh, synopsis. After in- interning at a popular radio station for a while, college student Takumi Yamagami uh, finally gets his big break after his senpai, Rindo Takimiya, catches him practicing when everyone else has gone home for the day. Rindo, impressed with, his- with this, gets him his big break, and Takumi is given the all-important morning block to host. Albeit uh, new and ex- inexperienced, Takumi is instantly involved, or in loved, I'm sorry, it's really tiny, <laughs> and is the talk of the town. But Takumi soon finds out that it's not the glamorous job he thought it was from dealing with censors, the company bosses, and a total lack of creative uh, freedom. Takumi decides that enough is enough and decides to make his own station in the form of a podcast. With no idea how to get things going on his own, he enlists the help of Rindo, his college dorm mate Reiji, an ex-late uh, night radio DJ and Rindo's older sister, Takako. Uh, with his hodgepodge group of 20-somethings, they tried their best to make something that fulfills all their dreams. I'm really liking this so far. <laughs> like, 13 episodes. Thir- uh, episode 13 will wrap things up. If the show does poorly or introduce cliffhanger, uh, conflict for season two. Uh, yeah. Season one will release in fall, and depending on the success of its, uh, of its, of season two will launch following summer or fall season. Sorry. <laughs> uh, money making proposition. It will have a manga that runs alongside the anime, but the story will be a direct one for one copy of the anime. It focuses on the other characters, but won't have too much where it fully ruins the anime for those who can't get into the manga for an audience's in mind. But it would have special editions of all the. Tonkoban, Tonkoban that will come with the CDs, having about three to five hours each of the extended podcast from the show. Uh, it would also have a small generic merchandise that you'd see for podcasts and radio stations, as well as regular merch, but nothing past the price point of 50 USD. Thank you for your time. Misakoi Maiko. I actually love this idea because a lot, especially if you get really popular voice actors in this, because all voice actors already have their own radio shows. Like, and they're massively popular. Like, uh, Kamiya and Kamiya Hiroshi's and Onodaisuke's Dear Girl Stories is really popular. So I could definitely see, and they already have like their own manga based off of their radio show and they have their own game based off their radio show like they're only one step away from having their own anime so i think that'd be great i I love it i'm in i think it's a great idea i would like to know what the radio show is supposed to be about i don't feel like you touch on that on here because he just mentioned um i know the radio shows for like dear girl stories it's just them talking because people just interested in them Mm. like just what like people send in um like mail and they answer that and they do like really silly challenges on the air uh yeah i i especially if you get really big a-list uh you know say you in there it'd be really popular yeah i could definitely see this working um i like it uh i mean i feel like it's it would be massive in japan i don't think it has a lot of like legs to extend into the western world especially if you're primarily focusing on the japanese seiyu um Mm. you know because i i feel like although there are you know obviously plenty of anime fans that are 
massive fans of Japanese seiyu, i.e. Mandy. Uh, I feel like that's not the majority. <laughs> it's not just me. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm saying i.e. Uh, you're, you're an example. Um, but I, I feel like it's just not enough of the majority to make it successful for that reason. Like, and then if you Well, like, there's a dedicated translating group that translates every Dear Girl Story episode. Oh, wow, that's awesome. So, yeah, I definitely think that it would. <laughs> well, I, I just don't know if it's going to make a ton of money in the West. Like... No, not in the West, but in Japan. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, in Japan for sure. Um, but yeah, I like it. I don't see why not. I, I think it's probably not going to be prohibitively expensive to make either. So, you know, outside yeah, of Yeah, I mean, paying. they're already doing all the work. Every seiyu has their own radio show. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's how they make the extra money. Okay. Good? Yeah. All right, next. You, you didn't say anything about whether you were going to, like... I what? wasn't paying that close of attention. Oh, okay, cool. But you both liked it, so oh, it, doesn't, well, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what I think. Well, I was reading a couple. I was reading some ads on Discord, and I got lost. Oh God. Outlaw Monster writes uh, has one. This might be the last one we do. Okay. Monster re monster otherworld little semicolon sister zero. Perfect. Yes, I love it already. I'm in. This is trolling. <laughs> High school age otaku protagonist is transported to another world where he becomes the big brother of a class full of monster girls. Yes. And the nurse, the school nurse, and principal are also monster girls with huge boobs. Hijinks ensue. 12, of 12, 12 episodes plus a bonus one that is too hot for TV. Hitting all the keywords that sell. We'll be moving DVDs, Blu-rays, figures, keychains, body pillows like gangbusters. Say no more, fam. I'm in. Take all my money. Wow. This is going to, I mean, are you kidding me? Yeah, I probably would make a lot. Little of sisters, <laughs> monster girls, huge boobs. That's all you need. Mm. Okay. Why not? I feel bad for everybody else that wrote <clears> in <throat> because some, I definitely recognize some of the names of the people that wrote in. And, but hopefully we can get them on, on another. Yeah, so thank you to episode. Peter Wright AA, Tentacle Time Eternal, uh, The Lord Snorlax, Bebop Anonymous, and uh, some others as well that. We don't have time for so I'm sorry. Yeah, But we'll get to them later. Uh, for now, though, it is time for a news break. Before we go to that, we have another in-show weekly trivia question. Mandy. Yeah. Would you like to read that? I got this. So the trivia question before the break, and we'll answer after the break, is a third grader stumbled upon an injured talking ferret. Oh! After hearing his telepathic cries for help, the ferret turned out to be an archaeologist archeolo- and mage from another world who had accidentally scattered the dangerous jewel seeds throughout the earth. The question is, what is that anime? And we will answer it after the break. Hey all you anime addicts, Mitsugi's back, and it's time for round two of your anime news. Well, leading us off, it looks like the World Expo 2025 bid has been captured by Japan, following up a pretty big victory by Japan in in having the 2020 Tokyo Olympics being in Japan. It looks like Pokemon might have actually have sealed the deal for Japan in getting the World Expo with all the Switch Pokemon games and the spiraling popularity of Pokemon throughout the world. The foreign minister of Japan... Tato Kono had appointed Pikachu as an ambassador last year for the World Expo, and it looks like 
After that, a decision was made to give Japan the bid for the expo. They're not citing Pikachu as the only reason that, that Japan got the expo, but perhaps an influence. So it looks like Pokemon's popularity has spread worldwide and may have been one of the reasons why Japan will be getting the World Expo in 2025, which is a big victory for the country. Next up, it looks like we had the top 10 moments from, from the Dragon Ball manga, which we discussed at length on the podcast a couple weeks ago. Well, now Suesha wants to know which of Goku's fights from the manga series will have the biggest impact on Dragon Ball fans. Readers can head over to the V-Jump special website that will allow you to vote on which of the 50 fights from the Dragon Ball manga that Goku was in are your favorite. They range from things like fights with random dinosaurs all the way to fights with Jiren from Dragon Ball Super. Now, given that number two on the prior list was Goku's fight against Frieza, I'm pretty sure that one's going to win the poll, obviously. But it looks like they want people to, to participate in this, another, in this additional poll as well. And we'll be covering that on the podcast, I'm sure, at a later time. And more Pokemon news. Pokemon Go and Pokemon Let's Go had an event held at the Kinshi Park in Tokyo on November 16th of that weekend to celebrate the release of the games on the Switch. It was a free event given to visitors to try out these new games, but also a good opportunity to catch the Pokemon from Pokemon Go. Particularly, there was a higher rate of appearance of the shiny Pikachu and Eevee, but it also had a higher appearance rate of the Kanto Pokemon in general which made it a very busy event through the park with tons of people being there and very exciting event in Japan. So if you're a fan of Pokemon Go, it's good to uh, see how popular Pokemon Go and Pokemon in general is, is still throughout the world. And wrapping us up this time, well, it looks like Zombieland Saga is a pretty popular game. The idols from Zombieland's from the Zombieland Saga, they all perform and practice in a large dilapidated house that's in the Saga Prefecture, which looks like it's actually the property that was owned priorly by the Mitsubishi company. And this is a house that's pretty big, even by the standards of Western homes. It has three floors, a garden, etc. It was originally built in 1908. The building was opened to the public on November 25th, and 1,000 fans of the Zombieland Saga from around Japan came to the house to explore it, which was a big expectation. that It, it was a big surprise that exceeded the expectations of the people that were organizing the event, which just goes to show how popular Zombieland Saga has been in Japan. This was Mitsugi, and this was your anime news break. And now, once again, time to get us back to the podcast. My friends are annoyed because they think I have forgotten their actual names. I just call them my senpais and kohais now. I threw a tennis ball at my cat. I was so caught up in the moment and thought, maybe I could capture her, and then we could go on adventures together. I purchased a motorcycle, just so I could pretend I was Onizuka. I answered the phone with Moshi Moshi. My poor cat. I may actually have a problem. It's time. It's time. It's time. Hello. I'm Mandy from the Anime Addicts Anonymous. Do any of these symptoms sound familiar to you? Do you have 8,572 waifus? Do you struggle with having the theme song for Attack on Titan stuck in your head, even though Jaeger is the only word you know? Then you may be experiencing anime addiction. If you are experiencing anime addiction, then you should visit our website, aaapodcast.com. At Anime Addicts Anonymous, we have dedicated ourselves to making your anime addiction worse. Worse? 
Yes, worse. Because the real world just plain sucks. So many resources await you. For just $5 a month, you will have unlimited access to our Hobby Addicts episodes. You will also have access to our Hentai episodes, where you can watch a Hentai along with us and hear our commentary. Give our After Party episodes a listen, where you can hear us struggle to talk about our boring lives outside of anime. That $5 will go to helping us spread anime addiction throughout the world. Yes, it is time for you to make your anime addiction worse. Back to the 449th episode of the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast. Damn right, man! I'll tell you what. Hello. Uh, hey, Mandy. Hi. That uh, <laughs> that that commercial was incredible. <laughs> First time I heard uh, it, and that was amazing. I'm I'm to blame for that. that was, I'm sorry. That was I'm very stupid. For those of you that skipped the news breaks, shame on you. Yeah, you missed. Go something. back and listen to that promo because it was quite funny. Good yes. job, Mandy. Of course. Uh, <laughs> Yes, thank you for that. Um, before we get into our review and all that other nonsense, we have the answer to our in-show weekly trivia question. The, uh, the, the synopsis here was a name that anime. It was a third grader stumbled, stumbled upon an injured talking ferret after hearing his telepathic cries for help. The ferret turned out to be an archaeologist and mage from another world who had accidentally scattered the dangerous jewel seeds throughout Earth. And that anime is Maho Shoujo Lyrical Nanaha. I've never seen this, but I had to look up pictures of the ferret. Neither have I, but it's very popular and supposedly very good. Oh, is it really? The first two seasons were really good. The third season was so-so. The fourth season was dog shit. Well, there you go. Now you know. So I should watch the first season so I can see the ferret. The second season by far is the best. It has really good... Oh, my goodness. It has excellent magical magical girl action in it, but the first two seasons are generally what you want to watch. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, this ferret's so cute. Okay, I'm in. He's eating taiyaki. Oh, no. Here we go. Okay. Here we go. I'm going to watch it. All right, so before we get into our review of our anime, we have a five-star iTunes review left here by Salt. I got it. This podcast is one that all anime fans can enjoy. I started listening about three months ago to keep my mind busy while mowing my yard, and now I listen to it multiple times a week. The chemistry between the hosts is very natural, and they do a great job of keeping the audience entertained. I get excited every time I listen, so I'm happy... To have found people who share my passions and aren't afraid to speak their minds, AAA hosts, you've gained a lifelong fan. Keep up the awesome content. Thank you, Salt. We love you. Was Aww. that salty, perhaps? That's, Could have been. I think it's a different salt. I think we have two salts now. Oh, uh-huh. interesting. One is Himalayan sea salt, and the other one is just table salt. Interesting. Yeah, I think the one we had on goes by salty, and this one goes by salt with like two T's and two S's. <laughs> ah, okay. Well, thank you very much for but your five-star you. review. We appreciate it, and we will continue yeah. to do our very best. Okay, so we have a review on Angle Moise, which is an anime that I passed, by the way. Did you know? Uh, yeah, 
I feel like a lot. I feel like I don't pass a lot of stuff. Maybe I do. Uh, you do. Do I? You pass some things. Okay. So anyway, this is done by Studio Naz. And Naz. What else have they worked on? Oh well. Naz. Hamatora, the animation. Hajimete no Gal. Dramatical Murder, the Captain Tsubasa remake, mm. and a number of other things. Okay. Right. I wouldn't say not a lot else, but um, so Ankle Moist is the anime telling of. So back in the year, in like the early 1270, like the, like the late 1200s mm-hmm. in Japan, the Mongols invaded Kyushu in Japan. Yes. Um, as the Mongols... Kyushu, the southernmost islands of Japan. Right, correct? the southernmost major island. The the the, the Yuan Empire, Y-U-A-N dynasty of China, which was founded by Mongols, was conquering a lot of Asia and decided to make their way over to, over to Japan. And eventually they landed at the Battle of Hakata Bay where they invaded Hakata which was known as the Battle of Bun-Ei, and, or, or Bun-Ei no Eiki. And, but in getting to that battle, mm-hmm. they had to go through the island of, of Tsushima. Right. So the, 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 the Battle of, of Hakata Bay was one of the major, was like the biggest battle, I think, that happened during this campaign by the, by, by the dynasty to invade Japan, which, by the way, Japan won because the samurai were very fierce. Yes. And, uh, but, and... And they were in large number, which mm-hmm. is very unusual for samurai. However, because the Mongols passed through Tsushima and conquered Tsushima, the Japanese mainland had heard about the Mongols coming and amassed their, their samurai force at the most likely place where the, where the, where the Yuan dynasty would land. Mm-hmm. And so you could sort of say that despite the fact that the Mongols historically conquered Tsushima Island, mm-hmm. I know it's kind of a spoiler for the anime, but I mean, it's history, It's right? history, yeah. <laughs> so... Because they were because of that battle on Tsushima Island, Japan was alerted to the invasion mm-hmm. and was able to prepare and repel the invasion. Right. So this this anime is about the battle the battles that occurred on Tsushima Island, and not the battles that occurred at the actual mainland of Kyushu. Now right. I, I would be really interested to see another season maybe that covered the an actual invasion of Japan by the Mongols. That would be badass. But that is not what this is. This is just the very self-contained small occurrence at Tsushima Island, which technically was the first battles that happened between the Wan Dynasty and Japan, period. And also, uh, for uh, historical accuracy, our good friend Icy Rose in the chat mentions that a typhoon hit and wiped out most of the Mongols as well. So, Ah, yes. It says that the Wan troops withdrew, took refuge on their ships after one day of fighting in, in Hakata and a typhoon that night which was said to be a divinely conjured wind, threatened their ships and persuaded them to return to Korea. Mm-hmm. And many of the ships sank during the storm, which I think is why like, they, they always reference, like, oh, Japan's divine wind in like, World War II and stuff. They always mention that. Right. Um, well, you know, so I guess, I'm sure they view typhoons as being some kind of like a holy deity type of thing, mm-hmm. as seeing as, you know, both, both due to Shintoism, I would say, and because of the fact that it's played a role in wars before that Japan has won. Sure. Um, so yeah, so this, as you mentioned, is about the battle that precedes the major battle between the Mongols and the Japanese armies at the time. Um, and so as such, you kind of know what's going to happen from the very beginning of it. And it becomes less of, for me at least, less of a, a 
textbook historical retelling and more of a character-based story. So you're following some of the characters in the show. There's a princess who I guess is the princess of Tsushima. I don't know exactly. Um, yeah, of the island. Yeah. yeah, of the island. You're following her. You're following the main character who is a, um, I guess, a criminal who was exiled. and But he's also like an expert swordsman and combatant just overall. So And, and of course, all of the other people involved in, in this as well. So it kind of becomes their story. And that is kind of built within the overarching story of the Mongol invasion. Jinzaburo Kuchi... The main character mm-hmm. was an exile that was that was a prisoner that mm-hmm. was sent to Tsushima to defend the island. Right. So and that is that is accurate. Like they actually, if I remember correctly, did send prisoners to Tsushima to combat the Mongol invasion. Is that true? I believe I heard that. Well, I'm not really sure, but I, I don't know that it's that he was a criminal. He might have been a captive of like a battle or something. But, but right, one way right. or the other, he was sent there because he was just some prisoner that they did that they thought, oh well, he has no. Like, we don't want to deal with this guy. We have no, you have no rights as a human. So we're just going to send you off to die on this island, basically. Little did they know that this guy is a master of the Geke sword style used by Yoshitsune that honestly would probably give Kenshin a run for his money. This guy is somewhat of a badass Mm -hmm. and showed it in many, many times in the anime in sometimes what I would call pretty damn well orchestrated fight scenes. Yeah. Especially the last fight scene. There were definitely, a, I mean, obviously a ton of fight scenes in this anime, m- most of which I would say are animated pretty well. Um, I, they, they did one thing with, as far as like the animation is concerned, that kind of threw me a little. I don't know exactly why they did it, um, but they kind of put a filter over everything. You don't like the filter? I didn't, I didn't understand the reason for it. I don't understand the reason for the filter because after like two episodes, I don't even notice it. So it becomes a it becomes white noise from to me. Yeah, it's just like static, and it's like, why is this here? You can get rid of this. It's just like I don't know. That was aesthetic, annoying. Aesthetic things. Anyway, and and it's not like I, I if there was a legitimate reason for it. If they're like, oh, that's to signify whatever, then I, okay, cool. But it just didn't. I don't know. It was odd. Anyway, opening thoughts, Mandy. Uh this I, I was thinking how to start because. This anime was very hard for me to watch. I, oh, this Inglemois felt like sitting in a history class about a subject that should be really interesting, fascinating. I was really excited to watch this. And it should have been a story that I'd be very interested in. But it's like having a teacher who's just so boring. <laughs> I, I, the characters were so empty and soulless for me that... And I mean, the Mongol invasion ended up being a massacre for Tsushima. And I mean, going into that, if you know history, of course. But by, by the time I got there, I didn't care. About, and I feel like all these characters are... I mean, there are some of them that are historically accurate. Like, um, who was it? The one with the beard, Seke Kuni. He was based on historical figure who, who, you know, died in during action. But a lot of the other characters were specifically made for the anime, and I felt like I wish they would have focused more on them because I felt like they were so empty. Like, I didn't care about any of them. And I thought it looked terrible. I hated that filter so much it almost made it unwatchable for me. <laughs> I felt like, man, my screen looks like it has dirt on it the entire time. I don't know. 
Well, I'm glad you're here, I, Mandy. I did not enjoy it. <laughs> I'm glad you're here because, like, the thing that I heard going into this before I watched, like, you know, more of it from the from the apart from the beginning from the first three episodes was that this was a very polarizing show that like people either yeah. liked it or they hated it, and so like I rather liked the anime, and the reason for that is because I thought that there's a couple reasons. First of all. I thought that the use of military tactics throughout the show was really noteworthy. There was, there was a particular moment that stood out to me that was early in the show where they were fighting on like a very narrow Ridge on a mountainside. Mm. And they had this strategy. I can't remember the name of it. It was like, it was like Yatakage Yake or something like that. Whereas they basically lock in combat with an enemy force, like, like hand to hand swords or whatever to kind of stop the movement of the troops. Mm-hmm. And then, then, and then, and then one of the sides of the army from one side of the force of the forces would come up on the side and just, and just mow them down with arrows yeah. while, while, while they're unable to move. And like they illustrated that in the show, they illustrated, um, guerrilla tactics from like the trees and also from the, from under the ground, like from under like surface brush that had been mm-hmm. built with using arrows and in the water too, with like those, uh, the diver, the women. diver girls that would, that would go into the water and finish off the soldiers that had fallen into the water off the boats or whatever. Mm-hmm. That was really interesting. We got, um, some really cool, I thought some really interesting siege battles. Yeah. Some yeah. castle sieges where they had like fire traps mm-hmm. And they used tactics. They they sh- they actually showed the depiction of how they would have done early stage catapults. Yeah, by having the the same diver women jumping mm-hmm. off the platforms and using their body weight to propel the rocks. Right. Um, and then later on, they, firearms as well. They they yeah they showed. made there was noteworthy stuff about like the use of firearms. And the one archer guy was like, "This isn't a real weapon." Yeah, he, he kind of reminded me of Goemon a little bit. Okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. I, so like there was a lot of cool military stuff going yes. on. Yes. I enjoy. I like that about it. Yeah, I'm. I feel like I'm kind of in the middle of the two of you. Like okay, I, yeah. I definitely appreciated the, the the like kind of the, the the militaristic accuracies and then the historical telling and and all of that. And some of the action sequences were a lot of fun. But I also do agree with Mandy. Like for one, the filter was like, why is this here? This doesn't make any sense. I could understand if they used yeah. the filter at certain times, like maybe during the fog of war, to kind of like indicate that. But no, it was just. I don't know. I just. I don't know the purpose of it. It was just annoying. Let me ask you a question though. Like, the filter. The filter doesn't add much. But it just takes away. Does it take away from yeah. the show? You thought so? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I yeah. I think so. It's, I mean, it's distracting and it's. It doesn't have a purpose. I mean, you know, this isn't the first show we've reviewed where the filter. Yeah, I know. I know. Okay. And I've had the same work. feelings towards other shows that have done the same thing. Okay. It's. It doesn't. It doesn't add anything to it, like you mentioned. It okay. just. It, it just distracts from the show for it's no an reason. Aesthetic choice. It's an aesthetic yeah. of thing. So. Um. And then also, I don't know how I feel about the characters. It's difficult when you go into a show knowing exactly what's going to happen to everyone, you know, and then they don't really bother on fleshing them out all too well. Like they tried to build certain relationships, I think, but I don't, the, 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 the whole story takes place over like five days. You know what I mean? It's that. Yeah. So it's like, it's a very short story so there's not a lot of time to build relationships with people and they try to with a couple individuals but it's like it just doesn't feel right like they're they they didn't have enough time to build those relationships and i mean i i understand that they would try to like of course you would want to because that's part of storytelling but it just it didn't uh i don't know it wasn't enough but overall i think i enjoyed it i like that i I thought 
the animation was awful. <laughs> like, there are some scenes, like, in the very first episode where he's tossed out of that, like, war council, and he just, like, ragdoll falls down. Like, when he goes, like, head over heels. Up. <laughs> oh, man. Like, I don't, th- I don't think that was because of, that was poor animation. I think that was, like, a comedic choice to have him, like, topple over, like, a bowling pin. Uh, like where he literally his body went that it was supposed to be comedic but I think (laughs) I think they picked and choose I think they sort of chose where they use where they use more animation a lot like it to me it was sort of reminiscent of like a kill a kill like there were times in kill a kill where the anime looked horrible and then there were times when they needed it that it looked better Mm -hmm. Um, and like a lot of anime do that unfortunately because it's just they don't have the budget you know, yeah. And but, I also uh, felt like in a lot of the fight scenes, there wasn't much impact behind. Some of them were pretty decent. Like the very last fight scene was decent, but some of them, I felt like there's no impact behind these hits. It didn't feel like, I don't know, like they. It felt like everything was going. I don't know. It was really wonky to me. <laughs> I think that like, I don't really think that there's not supposed to be a lot of significance to anything that's happening because there wasn't much significance to the battle itself. Like in history, the Mongols just came over the island, murdered everybody and just kept going. Yeah. But so to expect that there'd be something like big and meaningful to the story or even to the characters in the story, because I mean, yeah, the, 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 the battle itself, there's not much to tell. It was literally like they showed up, killed everyone and moved on. Um, then why animate it though? So I don't know. I think it's because it's an important moment in Japanese history, even though it, even though there's not a lot of record of what happened there, and it's, and it kind of makes sense why there wouldn't be, because most of the people there died. Mm-hmm. But we know that because of the battle at Tsushima, it was the first conflict between Japan and China during that dynasty. Yeah, and um, I mean, you could sort of argue that without the battle, they would have been. It could have been a surprise attack on Japan, yeah. in Kyushu, and they could have just fucking taking over half of japan without you know having japan not being organized yeah so but i just don't know if it's enough to tell a whole story about it, you know what i mean yeah. like like it, they could have told the story about the other battle and then just had like a you know a preamble about tsushima the thing the other thing i appreciated about the show it was that it was very tight like yeah it's not about a lot mm-hmm but I mean, you know, I'm I'm a little sick and tired of anime that try to do a shitload in twelve episodes. Like you have a you have anime that just like have these giant stories where they try to do all this shit in like twelve episodes, and ultimately they do it all poorly because they don't have the time to show it all properly. And this is like the opposite of that. You have like this tiny little event that was told end to end in twelve episodes. Yeah, it wasn't like. There wasn't all. There wasn't a lot of like drama or character backstory or whatever. But these are like care. These are people from history that have no backstory. Like they're just, you know, they're not. It's not like it's full of kings and and like when I go when I Google the Battle of Tsushima, I find nothing. Yeah. So so Icy Rose is blowing up the chat because apparently he knows a lot about this topic, and he's well, he mentioned some interesting things. Um, for one, the studio, <laughs> the studio that worked on this uh, anime uh, is also currently working on an anime called My Sister, My Writer. And apparently they are so overworked that they literally put in a cry for help in their end credits. Wow. Yeah. And apparently the animation in that show is hilariously bad. Well, Studio Naz, a cry for help. He he also mentioned mentioned something that I totally forgot about. The game that was announced um, fairly recently, Ghost of Tsushima on the PlayStation Mm -hmm. 4. 
True. So that'll be interesting as far as like telling the story as well. Be curious to see how they do it because yeah, as we've been discussing, like this whole arc happened over a couple of days and there wasn't really much struggle. It was like they came in and just murdered everyone. I mean, also like clearly it's a clear, clearly it's an, it's an important subject to the Japanese and to the history buffs Yeah. to the point where you now have an anime and a game about it. And there's some, there's some kind of romanticization to be had here. It's very romanticized as in like, it's almost like the Spartans taking on the Persians. You've got like a handful of Japanese fighters taking on this overwhelming force that already conquered other countries. And yeah, they all died, but they fought for Japan. Right. And, and even though they all died and got massacred, their deaths had an impact on Japan's history by mm-hmm. being a warning to the mainland. Yeah. And so like, yeah, it sounds like, oh, no one cares about the characters. And it's true. Like they're like, oh, only Kuchi Jin Zabudo got, had a backstory. Who's really? that? The main character. Oh, okay. he, there was backstories. To oh, him okay. And, like, okay. His, in his like household or whatever. Yeah, it's yeah. It's true. Other than him, no one had a backstory. But like, it's not really. A, it's not so much about the characters themselves as it is about the collective. And there's definitely a lot of like talk about fighting for your home, defending the mountain, yeah, and stuff like that throughout the show. It's not really about this character and this character. It's about the the collective. And you know, Japan's kind of about the collective anyway. I just you feel like I mean? this maybe wasn't the story to tell. Like I would have per- rather mm. seen this as a part of a bigger story. Well, I would have liked there to be. Yeah. I would have liked. I was gonna say, as Become says in the chat, he said, "Honestly, I appreciate the anime for encouraging me to research the subject." I agree with that definitely because when I went into this anime, like I knew the basics of the Mongol invasion of Japan, and but I was hoping to learn more about it. And when I was watching this, I was like, I have no clue what's going on, so I had to look up the Wikipedia because I just felt like it didn't do a, a good job of explaining the events to me. I was like, so this is a tiny, tiny part of a much larger invasion, and I it did send me down a rabbit hole of reading Wikipedia articles. <laughs> I mean, I, I honestly would... The thing I kind of, I, I don't fault the anime for being this small, self-enclosed thing. I get it. Anime fans, honestly, this anime probably failed because it's not, it's not anime. Is mm. it anime? What? Do you, what? You, they drew it. Yeah. It doesn't have women, or it has like a few girls in it. There's no boobs. There's no mechs. There's no <laughs> oh, okay, glitter. Okay, okay, okay. There's no fans. I'm like, what do you mean? Is it anime? Of is course. it anime? I don't know. Is it? I just don't know. So like, yeah, it's kind of like in that, in that's in that vein of shows that probably just will fail miserably and crash and burn into a fire and probably studio Naz will go out of business because of it. But for the other 12 episodes, I would have want, I would have preferred another 12 episodes where they show the mainland battle that's being influenced by the first battle. Yeah. I want the battle of, of Hakata Bay. Oh, I agree. Absolutely. Um, but I can't fault the anime for not giving us that. It sounds like studio Naz almost died making this anyway, since they're so overworked. Well, so, then maybe they shouldn't have made it. Well, maybe they shouldn't even be a studio. I think, I def like I was really interested in this anime going in, and I would have liked it a lot more if they, I don't know, if they could have just made it more interesting because it was just so poorly animated. I didn't care, <laughs> and just give the characters a little bit more human side to them. I don't know. Do you want to know something but... depressing? Sure. Yes. This uh, anime, according to my anime list, has thirty thousand people that have watched it. Okay. Which is literally twice as many as the most recent loop on the third season. Ooh, that's a shame. <laughs> Why do they even bother making a loop on the third? Japan likes it. No, I mean. Japan loves it. It's just America is dumb. 
Um, <laughs> That's true. Other things I'll say about this is that it's horrendously violent. Yes, um, very. Like when characters get like ritualistically decapitated. Everybody's getting decapitated. You know, it's not like they, he doesn't lower the sword and like they cut away to black. Yeah. And you hear a sound effect. They literally show him cutting his head off. The and then blood, picking up his the, head. The blood explodes out of his neck. The head falls to the ground and he dies. And then they pick the head up and give it to them for the burial. Yeah. Uh, there's all kinds of people being killed in this. Women, children, even children yeah. get gored and killed in this. Yeah. Um, so the, the other thing I would say is that um, I really like the ending battle between... I was really happy that they came back and did the... This is sort of a spoiler. I, I don't know. That there's a battle between the main Mongol guy and Jean, and Kuchi, Jean Zabuda. I mean, I can put end. up the spoiler image if you want. I'm not going to say how the battle turned out. Okay. But like, there's this really great imagery at the end that where Kuchi Jin Zabudo, the samurai, is like walking through the Mongol forces, and they just kind of let him pass. Yeah, he, they part like the ocean. Yeah, and it's just a very like dramatic moment in the show, mm-hmm. right after what was honestly a really awesome fight scene that was finished off by this really cool like whirlwind slash, I would call it. Yeah, that I watched a few times. And I was just glad that we got a good fight. Regardless of who won, I'm not going to say who won the fight. There was a really good fight scene at the end. And like I had wanted it the whole show. Yeah. And I was like, give me that fight scene. And I'd say, Kuchi Jin, Jin Zabudo is like the new Batosai. Like, well, let's not get crazy now. I mean, <laughs> I mean, like, nobody's going to remember him. He's basically Batosai. I mean, <laughs> Batosai fought in a battle and killed a shitload of people. Mm hmm. Kuchi Jin Zabudo fights in this battle and kills a shitload of people. Yeah. And was feared by the people. They even called him a wolf. Right. He's very Batosai-like. Well, I mean, I'm just... Batosai is a little more... We're all very, like, sentimental about Kenshin. He's got a little more going for him. I would say... (laughs) Kuchi Jin Zabudo versus Ravoni Kenshin Kenshin. Like, Kenshin with his reverse sword and stuff. Yeah. I don't know who wins that fight. Ooh! Wow. Okay. Now maybe maybe Samurai X Kenshin with oh, his no. like Samurai with his X. like glowing yellow eyes. Yeah, and yeah, shit. yeah. Fine, maybe. Okay, but Kuchi Jin Zabudo and the I'm like I want to help people Kenshin. I think maybe Jin Zabudo kills him. No way. Could be. Anyways, could be. I don't know. Do you guys have anything <laughs> else to say about this anime? Not really. Mm. Um, I think that if you like war and action, yeah, you'll and like history. It. In history, uh, if you're curious about J- Japanese history, if you, if you uh, see, like I thought this was a better war anime than um, what's that show we watched that was two seasons and the second season was bad. Arslan Ar- Ar- Sanki. I thought this anime's was more compelling of a war story than Arslan Sanki was. Ooh, I, okay, I'm. Arsene Senki, did they even have one demonstration of a military tactic in that whole show? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The whole show. Mm. Narciss. Nars- oh, my gosh. Did I say Narciss? Arsene Nars- Senki, so I get what you're saying. I, I think what you're trying to get at is that, that militaristically, this anime is, is it focuses a lot more on the military aspect than maybe Arsene Senki did. That's what but I'm Arsene saying. Senki is a much better character story. Like, well, they, I don't really care about like, that. Well, yes, you do. No, I don't because that's not what that's. Well, not I mean, what, like in this in this context, you don't. But I'm saying in general, you care about characters. I think that if they had spent six episodes on characters, Angle Moist would have been a worse anime because then you would have had shit battles. You would have skipped half the stuff. Okay, well, then I guess if all you're looking for is yeah, battles, I said, I said it was a. I said it was a twelve episode anime. Right. It was a tight story. 
it did it, it it completely encompassed what it was trying to do and didn't waste its 70% of its time yeah. on backstories for characters that are just ultimately going to be massacred anyway. Yeah. You know, it's not Arsene Sankey had a lot more time. Sure. So but, th- I'm actually thankful that Anglo Moist didn't spend the first nine episodes on like all these different characters because then you would have had like two solid episodes of battle. That would have been boring. Well, it depends on what you're looking for. Well, if, I guess. If, if you're just looking for battle, then okay. Well, yeah, but, but it's foolhardy to put a, to, to take a, an event in history that doesn't have noteworthy people in it mm-hmm. and make it about people. That ain't what it's about. Look at 300. The entire movie 300 was about oh, a bunch of people that didn't actually exist. I mean, I the, definitely, like the, the 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 group existed, but the, like Leonidas didn't exist. Like the, those. I are just definitely see what you're saying, and I definitely think that uh, it could have done much better if it had a better director and more budget put into it. I think what's holding it back for me was. The direction was awful. I didn't care for any of the music in it. I don't know. It felt like there was no drama put into it. Like, not drama. There was just, I don't know. It just felt so lacking. And the animation was awful. Yeah, I'm just, <laughs> that, I don't know. I'm, if it had a higher budget, regardless of whether or not they put more focus on the characters, which is battle after battle after battle, I think I would still would have enjoyed it a lot more if it just had more, just, I don't know, a better director and more budget put into it. All right, closing thoughts. Let's go. Let's go. Let's score it because we're kind of we're well, as we always are every time. <laughs> uh, who wants to go first? Um, I I guess I will. Like honestly, like I was kind of thankful that they didn't try to make the battle something it wasn't. Like it wasn't. It wasn't about, you know what? It wasn't about mechs. There were no mechs in it. It wasn't about. It wasn't even about the people that were there because the people that were there are nameless. It was just about the battle. You know, it was about them fighting for Japan and their mountain that they lived on. Um, and, uh, I, I, ironically, I wasn't really bored at all at any point. Like, I don't think the animation was the best thing on earth, but I really appreciated solid demonstrations of military battles and a story that was tight and wasn't full of a bunch of shit. Um, so as I'm going to blow your minds, oh boy, and give this four and a half self-sacrifices out of five. Jesus Christ! Really? Really? Okay. Because I don't. So it's an almost almost a perfect anime. Because I don't think that animation is everything. I I don't think any of us said that. No, but like, but we you both said that it's not well animated, which is true. But right. Like, but I'm gonna be honest with you. But it's also not well written. There's not much writing to it. It's just about a battle. But I, but but what I will say is that other than movies and KyoAni, almost every anime has shit animation. So. You put anything today up against like almost any movie, like or anything that Pixar makes, it all looks bad. So okay. I can't really. The standard for anime is low on animation. So yeah, it looks bad. It doesn't look amazing, but I also don't think it looks bad. Okay. Um, I guess I'll go next, and then I guess Mandy, if you want to round us up. Um, sure. So, uh, I wasn't bored watching the show. I it it definitely made me curious about the topic. Um I didn't really care for the characters. Uh I you know, and as you said, Mitts, like they're not they're not important because it's about the the battle. Uh the fight sequences were some of them were good. Um I'm trying to think. Honestly, in a couple months, none of us are gonna remember this anime. I will. You will. 
You will write it down. I watched it while eating an amazing plate of corned beef hash. Ooh, nice. It was very nice. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't regret watching it, but I certainly won't, won't like look back on it and be like, ooh, I got to check that out again. To me, it's just kind of like middle of the road. So I would, I'd give it a two and a half, I guess, out of five. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Man. Yeah, I think I echo a lot of what you said. Uh, oof, it was really hard for me to finish. I, ooh, I was really just bored throughout the whole thing. Um, the filter made it almost unwatchable for me because I was just so put off by it. Uh, yeah, I basically everything Cosmo already said. I think I'd give it a two out of five because I, yeah, I was not fun. <laughs> so that comes out to it. We average it to a three. All right. Yeah, I mean, if you are really into like the military history of Japan, check it out. Um, outside uh, of that, I just even after that, I think I'd rather read about it. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I really don't. I don't. I don't know that there's enough to read. Like, I don't think yeah. the, Mongols showed up. Everyone died. I don't at the think end. the battle is documented. <laughs> like, I just don't think there's like the Battle of Boon A, whatever it's called. I think there's a lot of stuff about that, but the stuff before it, I just don't know. There's another one called the Battle of Iki. Be Iki Island. So, but yeah. they didn't even talk about that in the show. All right. Well, anyway, that brings the review to a close. You know, and, you know, I do enjoy it when the reviews aren't so like in line with each other. Yeah. I think it's very like we have different hmm. tastes. It's a better listen that way. For we, people. Have, we have different things that we prioritize in what we consider to be quality. Okay, let's, do some, mm-hmm. let's do some quick mailbags. All right. It's time for an almighty anime mailbag anime 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 m m mailbag bag it's so sad doing the mailbag dance all by myself so don't do it i have to i have to keep it alive one day one day we'll have cameras for me and enzo thank you first mailbag is from adam w what the hell i got something on my spaniali spaniali no, there's L? nothing. There's, no, there's nothing L? on your screen, Mitz. That's just the letter. What the hell letter is that? Okay, <laughs> it's a troll letter. Hi, AAA. So my girl girlfriend loves watching K dramas and is fascinated by Korean culture. Do you know of any anime that is set in Korea and preferably is a love story? P.S. I love you. I love you, Mitsuki. You are dangerous, <clears throat> most dangerous. Aw. Yeah. My my uh, Twitter thing, like you know, you change your name on there. Mine is M D Kazuo. Oh, I saw that. I saw dangerous that. <laughs> I have no uh, freaking clue if there are any animes about Korean love stories, Mandy. I could not think of any anime from you know Japan being set in Korea. I can think of Korean anime. But sure. not like any Japanese anime based in Korea, at least not that I can think of. And it's not a romance, but there's Sky Blue is a Korean anime. Yeah. I, I don't know. Turns out Korea and Japan don't get along all that nope. well. They <laughs> hate each other. Yeah, sorry. How about just regular Japanese love story anime? Well, there's tons of that. What, what are some that you would recommend to him? Love story anime? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like Honey and Clover. Man, I got put on the spot. <laughs> Honey and Clover has a lot of love in it. Okay, okay. I mean, there's like some that are a lot. A lot of Shinkai's anime are lovey-dovey. 
Yeah. You true. know, like Biosco five centimeters, even the garden of words. Mm. Foot fetish the mm. anime. It's yeah, foot fetish the anime, but it's got a lore. Foot fetish the anime. It has a love in it. Um <laughs> I love every feet. single one of Shinkai's movies pretty much is about love. So Yeah, they're all the same. Yeah, um yeah, sort of. <laughs> in a way. <laughs> um people love them though. Yeah. Anything else? No, sorry. <laughs> next mailbag. Sorry. Uh, next one comes from the Almighty One. A simple question. Just wants to know what is your favorite insert song in anime? What is an insert <gasps> oh! song? Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. Icy Rose said in the chat all you could think of was Yona. It's not set in Korea, but it is Korean inspired. And um, that one's kind of a romance too. Wait, Yona? Kind of. Like Akatsuki yeah, no Yona? Yona at the dawn. There's oh. this crazy. Yeah. There's oh, I, I know of an anime that's set in Korea. It's called Google It. <laughs> well, well, that is rude. How that is so rude. <laughs> Everyone just stops uh, writing us. Well, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, insert songs. What is an insert song? Um, so an insert song is, I think usually they have lyrics, but it's a song that plays during like a certain event and it heightens the scene. Oh, um, I put well, in like, there is one Katana Gatri that I really like called Bahasa Palace. And I, um, and also another one in Noragami called Misogi. And they're both by the composer Taku Iwakasu, Iwasaki, Iwasaki, sorry. Yeah, Iwasaki. He, Iwasaki he has good. some really great songs. Yeah, it's like good. insert songs. And there's also the Tachikoma Sacrifice song in the Ghost in the Shell series. And there's there's uh, also your boy from Haikyuu with the <laughs> <laughs> Oikawa. Oikawa, yeah. Is that more of a jingle? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I like the um is the is the hey how y'all doing from a bebop. Dude, I love Edward's theme song in Bebop. Oh, uh, yeah. So Chicken bone? Fun. Yeah. So it's much fun. Good. Yeah. All right. Next okay. up, what do we got? Uh, Gupsquatch. Do you want to oh, read it? Oh, um, Gupsquatch writes, just wanted to say I recently listened, uh, started listening like episode 300 and have been listening to the backlog Mitsuki and Kazuo always reference GTO, and I finally got around to watching it. That's right. Thought I would get uh, past the art style, but the scene where the thugs try to hustle Onizuka in the prologue for being a pervert made me watch it all. So I was just wondering if there's anything else like GTO out there. There Ooh. is a... Uh, is he saying he didn't watch GTO? No, he did. He did. Says he the, couldn't get, get past the art. He thought he couldn't get past. But it, then when but... the when the when the dudes tried to like pick a fight with Onizuka for okay. being a perv, Onizuka's like, art isn't. There's nothing wrong with the style. It's just old. It's just old. You know, it wasn't it's well animated old, yeah. back then. Yeah. Um, there's other GTO stuff. There's a live action movie. There's a live action series. There's yeah. an OVA of Onizuka when he's younger. Yep. There's like five manga. Yeah. Um, and a manga about when he's younger too. Yeah. And there's um, Golden Boy. Yeah. Kintaro Oe is oftentimes compared to Onizuka because of how he is. Yeah. It's not really the same story in any, in any way, shape, or form. It has some similarities. A, a few. But Golden Boy is really good. I love it. Um, it's perverted humor, but it's but it's I think it's hilarious, and I yeah. love, love Kintaro. So enough that I almost pulled the trigger on an anime cell earlier this year. Oh, yeah. But um, other than that, like Onizuka is just a fucking badass, and like good luck. Lupon. Lupon. Yeah. There's nothing like Onizuka. I mean, there's not. But if you're looking for that kind of a character that you can really get behind who is kind of like a 
douchebag, but with a heart of gold. I mean, he's not a douchebag. Well, no, he's, you're he, right. He's a goofball. He's, he's a goofball, and he's he's kind of thuggish, but he's also like a really sweet guy who cares about everybody. I would say Lupin is not too dissimilar from that. Yeah, Lupin's kind of a good. He's a good. He's a good guy, even though he's a thief. Yeah, watch Lupin. Start wherever you want. You can jump in at the most recent season if you want, or somewhere in the middle. Doesn't matter. You know, Vash the Stampede is kind of Ooh, like a goofball who good one. cares about people. Yeah, yeah. I I don't think I don't think Vash the Stampede even holds doesn't hold Onizuka's jock. No, it's nowhere but, near as well written. But um, but uh, he's cool. He's a cool character. But if that's just us talking about characters itself, yeah. There's almost nothing else like GTO. I mean, it's just no. it's just amazing. Just go watch GTO again. <laughs> Just watch it all over again. Just keep watching it. Over just keep over. watching. Yeah, it's just that. It's good. the only anime you'll ever watch ever again. Yep, I'd be okay with that. Forever. GTO is one of those like anime breaking anime. Like you watch it, and then and the you're next like, thing nothing you watch, will ever be this good. Yeah, then the next thing you watch it is like like this is shit. You know? Yeah. And then you're one. Then you spend the whole rest of your life looking for another Onizuka, and you'll never find one. Yeah. When I think about GTO, I think about Beck. For some reason, I think probably because I watched them both around the same time when I was a kid, mm-hmm. and you know they both are kind of based in reality and have really likable characters that deal with a lot of issues and I don't know it's but again there's nothing quite like GTO all right on that note wow another jam packers yeah we're gonna bring it home everybody I want to thank you all for tuning in and checking us out of course if you haven't already you can find us on our website aaapodcast.com go to aaapodcast.com slash join to sign up for an account you can get access to all of the additional episodes we do, the hentai episodes, hobby addicts, after parties, just a bunch of extra podcast goodness for your dear pleasure. Uh, also, make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes. We are now available on Spotify. 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 We're almost everywhere, except yeah. apparently we're not on SoundCloud. There you go. So pretty much everywhere, except that if there's somewhere that you feel that we should be that we are not, let us know. If I have to pay money to get on SoundCloud, it ain't happening. It ain't happening because I don't think enough people do. So we don't make money. <laughs> yeah. Um, of course, you can also head over to our Facebook, facebook.com slash groups slash AAA podcast and join our Discord from the link on the website. Thanks again for everybody who joined us live. We love you very much. Have a good night. Bye. I love you. I'll snuggle you. And uh, for Enzo, well, what would Enzo say? Uh, Mitsuki, order me a pizza. Yeah. He's asked you that several times. I think he would go, bye-bye. Bye-bye, guys. Bye.